0: You can just use your laptop as a desk, honestly. Put some, like, mugs of coffee on top I of could,
1: it. I could, yeah. Um, I think I'm going to start doing that, actually. Um, <laughs> it's like a big, um, what are the things you put your cup on? Coaster. Coaster. Got one right here. Nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is a coaster household. Big on coasters. Respect. <laughs> sign. Co- coaster sign.
0: Oh, whoa. whoa. <laughs> Sorry, I just Was blew that my mind. <laughs> <laughs> we have to stop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we got to take a break. <laughs> I'm going to be sick.
0: <laughs> Ha <laughs>
1: friends, and welcome to Screen Vomit, the only movie podcast for normal people. I'm, of course, your host, Kayla, and I do have a guest with me today, but before I get to that, I got a couple things to say. First of all, I did have a live screening a couple weeks ago in Altadena, California, outside of L.A., and I just wanted to shout out everyone who came. It was really cool to like meet everyone. And I was really happy to share those shorts with y'all. So um just really happy that y'all came. For Screen Vomit, if you like the show, you can of course find me on Instagram and everywhere else at Screen Vomit. One word on all the stuff. I have new T shirts that are so sick, designed by Chapel of Ghouls on Instagram, a ghoul tee for screen vomit. Um, and if you're listening to this literally the day that it comes out on Monday, 11 27, they are on sale for the Black Friday crap, 15% off for today. Beyond that, they'll be normal. But thank you if you get one, and thanks for supporting the pod. I uh, love y'all. I have some cool stickers on there too. And the links to that are, of course, in my link tree, which is in the show notes and on all my. Crap, folks, today we have such a cool episode, and actually, it's kind of wild. We recorded this at this point over a year ago, which is kind of insane. But I've put out so few episodes this year just because of being busy and stuff, and uh, it had to be bumped a couple times because other people had other guests that I had on had like specific stuff they were promoting with dates attached. So it has taken so long to get this out. And I've been literally dying to get this out because I'm so excited for this guest. First of all, I guess I'll just spill the damn beans. It's Harrison Atkins, filmmaker, actor, you may know. People don't tell you about Harrison that he's so fucking funny. I'm literally crying laughing, not only in the episode you're going to hear, but also editing it. I've just been... LM damn Aoing, so I'm really excited to finally get this out. Okay, so you may know Harrison. Uh, he's a filmmaker in his own right. He's written directed a feature called Lace Crater, several shorts, I Love to Wait, Chocolate Heart. Those are some of my favorites. He's worked on a bunch of crap you probably have heard of, a bunch of Joe Swanberg stuff, such as the show Easy, Drinking Buddies. He's worked as an editor on other features, such as the recent Aubrey Plaza hit. Emily the Criminal... The Year Between, Listen Up Philip. all kinds of stuff. So he's just very incredibly talented, amazing filmmaker. I've been a fan for a long time. (laughs) Unfortunately, we really don't talk about any of his like gorgeous, amazing films that he has taken part in. Um, What we do talk about a lot is a um, short that he worked on in college called (laughs) Fishfucker, which is like the most random deep cut ever. But at the time that we had met up, I had just watched it recently. So I'm linking fish fucker in the show notes so that everyone can watch it and know what the fuck we're talking about but even if you don't it it might actually even be funnier if you don't know what we're talking about so check that out harrison has a bunch of stuff coming up like in the works so keep your eyes peeled because king is literally popping off he's got two shorts doing at least two i guess two that i know about doing festival circuits right now um magic socket and Earth's Seen from Above, so keep your eyes out for those. He may or may not be rumored to be working on a new feature. So, you know, King's got stuff bubbling. I'm really excited for y'all to hear this episode, and thanks for listening. And here it is, Harrison Atkins. I used to be a Chicago guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, you know, I, I once lived in a cooler place.
0: Yeah, I've been trying to – that's cool. Yeah, I've been trying <laughs> to work to understand the kind of um, anthropology – because I feel like you seem to, like, consume a lot of films that are, like, by friends of mine. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, how, I'm like, how do they know about
1: all these films? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sort of just weirdly connected to DIY, yeah, both in music and crazy. in film. And I yeah, have been cool. for a long time. And I don't I don't mm-hmm. know. I just kind of navigate that – Easily, somehow, I don't really understand it. I can't explain it. <laughs>
0: right, I it's definitely can't explain true. it. True. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's actually, yeah, you're just sort of um, intuitively
1: DIY, like
0: uh, <laughs> surfing on this on the scene of DIY. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty <And> much.
0: <laughs> I, saw, I saw you posted like a uh, fish fucker. Yeah, you're like today I want you fish fucker. I was like, whoa. <laughs>
1: And wow. I didn't even know that you worked on that until I saw the cut. credits.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I worked on that in college. I was the DP. <laughs> and and Daniel's character, who is like the um, like the doctor who uh, I don't know yeah. what the verb is for. Deliver. Doctor, Delivered? He, he delivers. Yeah, yeah he delivers uh, fish fucker into the world. Um, is Doctor Harrison Atkins? <laughs> yeah, I this saw is that. His character's name. <laughs> yeah.
1: I actually watched it because I thought that somebody else I know was in it and it turns out they weren't in it at all so i don't even know who did you think was in it <laughs> um david brown who you probably also know oh yeah yeah i love david yeah. Brown. yeah it's like
0: it's like yeah, he's was like other a, films
1: uh, from uh what's his head yeah but, but brandon because brandon
0: made because yeah it's like all those people are just like some of my just best friends and people that i went to college with uh-huh. and um just dear dearest homies so yeah david was in brandon made this like student film called i think it was called high all day yeah have you seen that one no
1: but it's on my list
0: <laughs> yeah that's you'll probably dig that one it's cool
1: Hell yeah, yeah. what else do you have to and say a, about fish fucker
0: <laughs> i love fish fucker that was like a really fun project that was just like the homies kind of uh make you know making something i think it was made for you know we went to northwestern and there was like a i want to say it was like an exploitation cinema Hell yeah sort of like production class or whatever that they made that for so that was a it was well, like a it was birthed from the brain of um <laughs> daniel johnson and and brandon daly both of whom are just like insanely amazing filmmakers yeah um but i i felt i remember feeling like that film turned out really sick and kind of like it had like a flow that i think is maybe like a little rare amongst um like film school projects or something For Sure. yeah especially the beginning of that movie it feels like really in the pocket to me
1: yeah and- where
0: it's like the she's like poking holes in the condoms or whatever and looking <laughs> at posters of babies so <laughs> while Brandon is, like, in the, in the bathroom taking Viagra or whatever. Yeah,
1: and then there's, like, a gorgeous necrophilia scene. Yeah. And
0: <laughs> I remember trying to, like, figure out how to shoot, like, because Brandon falls and, and hits his head. Mm-hmm. And that's, like and, – and weirdly, like, a scene where someone falls and hits their head is, like – it's in like a lot of movies yeah. that you know, and especially maybe in like film school, it's like people are often falling and hitting their head and <laughs> passing out, and it's or like dying you got to kind of yeah. find the right yeah, you got to find <laughs> the right way to do it. And, and I remember we, I mean, I remember. Being in the bathroom with them and being like, "How are we going to shoot this thing?" turned out okay. We like, um, and I, I want to say it's like reversed. you just pushed him
1: real hard and it worked out.
0: We put, <laughs> yeah, we just kind of we were like, I guess we should just really do it. Yeah. And Brandon committed to to doing it, and then we Seems killed. Like the him. easiest he way. <laughs> and he's dead. He died there, and he's still laying in the bathroom now. R.I.P.
1: <laughs> we're doing to a little day, prayer for he him. He's
0: dead. Yeah. <laughs> and rest in peace, Brandon. No one ever touched his corpse. His corpse is still there. Well, besides the person who buried. fucked it. <laughs> right. There was the sexual aspect but no one
1: ever touched his corpse non-sexually
0: right it was an exclusively <laughs> sexual relationship yeah it wasn't <laughs> there's was no ecclesiastical component nothing you know there's no ceremony to it really it was just a, a vulgar act of sexual <laughs> depravity
1: corny, gorgeous and then the
0: corpse was left yeah <laughs> people and people are still you know people still fuck that corpse occasionally <laughs> to this day it's still well, there it's is is in chicago it, you know
1: <laughs>
0: nothing Nothing. You're
1: right. <laughs> so, wait, did you say how you hit the head or <laughs> did I completely I think, yeah, <laughs> no,
0: I, You did. I don't know. I actually, because I actually don't know that I fully remember. It's like, because I think if I were caught, and I was going to You just time,
1: remember it, thinking about how am I going to hit the head, but you don't remember how well, you did
0: it. it it's like in my memory, it's like a, it's like a close up that like, it's like on his face, and it's just like tracking with him mm-hmm. as he like falls and like hits his head on the radiator, and it's like I want to say we just like reversed it, mm. but I, but you know at the time we're all like I don't know That's we're all, like genius. twenty, and I mean it's <laughs> it's not, but the time, you know, but it was definitely a discovery within our little. It was our movies little,
1: are so magical to me. I would never conceptualize <laughs> any of the. I I, I can't comprehend it.
0: <laughs> there's the gag in the in Fishfucker where it's like <laughs> it's like uh, yeah another actor named Scott is like getting a, a blowjob and her mm-hmm. her head is in the foreground like 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 going up and down yeah. and then in the background there's like that silhouette that yes. that uh, appears I remember feeling like that was a good gag
1: <laughs> I was cool it was just, it was like, spooky.
0: Is this part of the podcast? Like, is this going to be part of the? I think it kind of. Rep-
1: I, I wasn't intending to just be in the podcast, but I think it kind of has to be in the podcast, right? Well, it's <laughs> nice that
0: we're that because it's just going to be a really. It's like an esoteric like <laughs> sh- like film school short film that we're just going to we spend like a lot of time just. You talking have about. like so
1: many like gorgeous like really well produced like beautiful <laughs> films that you created. No, we should do it. And it we would just be cool to do it. Yeah,
0: just a whole fish fucker pot. <laughs> yeah. That would actually be awesome. I would love that. <laughs> Because Facebook has, has a lot of lore. There's lore.
1: <laughs> when was the last time yeah. that you watched it? Has it probably been, a long
0: been time? like maybe? Yeah, probably been like maybe five years, mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like at some point in the last five years, I probably threw it on. Yeah. But you know, you but I'm, I'm honestly Barty's. not even sure. It might. It might be longer. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm remember. You know, I, I. mean, I remember I saw it a lot at the time, but so it's like I remember it a lot. But,
1: <laughs> but did I, you edit I, it too? I or checked no? In with
0: it. no, I didn't. Mm. I was all Daniel and, and Brandon. I see. Who are both like just the the best. They're both so fucking good. It's crazy how good those guys are. Yeah
1: they're good yeah no no, yeah i'm sure i'm yeah they're good (laughs) i'm serious (laughs) i'm also serious i'm serious (laughs) (laughs) they're good the Um, more you say you're serious the less serious you're sounding
0: no 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 they're good now they're
1: they're concerned they're listening to the pod they're thinking you're sarcastic they're questioning your friendship does she
0: not think that we're good No, you guys are really good.
1: <laughs> Shout out <laughs> <Europe>. to them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fellas, I know you're listening to this. You're good.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah. Fishbucker crew. Uh, for life um, sounds like.
0: Long live. Hell yeah. <laughs> Fishbucker. Rest in peace. So
1: you're a LA guy now, true?
0: Yeah, I live yeah, that's true. I live in LA now. I've been like sort of I've been here. It, for a while, my life was really dynamically like um, shifting location a lot. Yeah. But now I feel like I've I've been here in a pretty like continuous way for a few years, especially with the kind of the whole pandemic thing was like yeah. that
1: helped you chill really,
0: out. Yeah, I mean, I sort of forced me to chill out. And,
1: um, <laughs> forced a lot of people to chill out, myself included. Been in
0: my yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because have you been in Indianapolis for a, a while or was I just moved like, back uh, last
1: year? So okay,
0: from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Sick.
1: So I was in Chicago for like six years and then i moved
0: back here oh okay cool
1: did we have crossover when did you leave chicago
0: well i think i mean for sure we had crossover because i went to northwestern and then for a while i was there because i was working on that the show easy this like Mm um but that was just one big netflix show yeah so i never watched it yeah i mean maybe you'd like it i'm chicago Um,
1: canceled for not watching the show actually i think oh
0: oh yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) you're in big trouble actually i have a really stupid
1: reason I tried what to watch it? one episode. There was, I mean, not that it was bad. Wait, there was but a what's, lot. Of, what's the reason? There was a lot of sex in it.
0: It is. A, I mean, it isn't really like, uh, for sure, it's really sex, <laughs> sex show. And I said, it's this a,
1: is too much for me.
0: You probably don't like. A, you probably don't like any of the Joe Swanberg movies. Then all this, all this shit, is very like sexual and
1: very sexual and um, like interpersonal, like yeah, sexual politics, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I, I, mean, I almost want to say exploitative, but it's not exactly but almost
0: it's, it's definitely the the terrain of the show is yeah. all about like yeah like and he and i even think like some of his er, his earlier stuff is even more kind of like you know like bodies kind mm-hmm. of as like part of the terrain of it or whatever Any yeah but so it's like i worked on that show and mm-hmm. so it's like for and before that i was living in new york so it's like so i i spent at least three years where i would like go from new york to to Chicago, and I'd be in Chicago for like six months, and then I would go to L.A. to like help finish the season of the show or whatever in L.A. and then pop wow. around here for a while, and then go back to New York, then go back to Chicago. So just the three major cities, nowhere Chicago. else. Yeah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> Where are you from and initially? I was born in Santa Fe, New Mexico, and then wow. I and then I grew up in in mostly Texas, in like um central. In Texas and kind of South Texas.
1: Wait, was Chicago your first major city? Or-
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, you know, technically I like grew up in the suburbs of Dallas mm-hmm. sort of. So it's like that, you know, I mean. I'm just curious was, out
1: of the big three, why Chicago?
0: Well, Chicago was where I went to college. You so know, it was just went, for the college? I mean, it was like I went to Northwestern there and and then I had, you know, pretty soon after college, I moved to, to New York. But it's like my first job, you know, right after graduating from Northwestern was on that movie, Drinking Buddies, that that Joe mm-hmm. Swanberg made in, in Chicago. So it was like I, and then it, and honestly, it was mostly just like, just collaborations with Joe, where it's like yeah. I, you know, I was, I was making movies in New York for a while, and then, and then it's like I, I just kind of, you know, was offered like these jobs that were in chicago and mm-hmm. then and honestly i love chicago i really yeah. love it it's like especially because you know i still go back constantly
1: even though i don't live yeah. there anymore i'll be there tomorrow i was just talking actually, to a buddy literally. who was
0: just there <laughs> yeah i honestly i really i really miss it i really miss it yeah. i really love i have so many friends there that i really miss and love and um i feel like it's i think like it's the I, it's kind of the best one of the three yeah. it's just like a little bit like cold as fuck
1: yeah true that's,
0: that's the only thing about it you know true. which maybe you're no stranger to being <laughs> In indianapolis space person it's probably cold <laughs> too but
1: it's about the same as chicago most of I the time they're about the same
0: i get pretty seasonally affected
1: yeah um same.
0: so i would just like be just depressed basically all <laughs> all the cold dark winter and then i would just be like i'm not and then each year i'd just be like never again and then happy and then it would happen again i'd be like never again <laughs> um but so yeah so it's like i at some point you know, whenever I, whenever I was living in Chicago as an adult, I mean, it's like Northwestern is in Evanston. So it's like mm-hmm. not, it's not really proper, you know, it's not the yeah. urbanity. I, and I, I just love the city so much. I love Chicago and I love like the, I mean, Chicago's just great because it's still, I mean, it's like, if you're a DIY person, then you definitely understand why Chicago is great. Hell yeah. Cause it's like, in, it's like New York's just too, <laughs> it's too fucking expensive in New York to like really, you know, unless you're like, way out in the in the boondocks or whatever yeah it's like it's just expensive to like really create a diy space or something Mm -hmm. and then la is kind of a little bit it's like i think you can find diy vibes in la but it's like the general power of of like the west coast is kind of a little more like commodified or something Mm -hmm. in my experience it's a little more like there's a little bit more of a almost like a capitalist kind of angle where things are like inherently like interpreted into into some kind of like consumer yeah. thing or something. You know? I think and ma- there and might be
1: more DIY filmmaking in L.A. though.
0: Do you think? Well, it's like – I mean I think – I actually think there – while there is DIY filmmaking in L.A., it's like you're going against the current if you're making DIY stuff in L.A. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like if you're trying to make stuff low budget in L.A., people like pat you on the head like a little puppy and they're like, "Oh." <laughs> That's so cute. But, you know, but if you're trying to make like something like low or no budge in Chicago or New York, then there's a little bit more of like a a cultural context for it where people are like, oh, Yeah. yeah, let me help out or whatever. You know, it's a little it's like in L.A. I feel like people make things for cheap while they're like. Trying to get like a, like gatekeeper Mm -hmm. permission to make something for more expensive or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so there's like a, there's definitely like a hypno here that like, that like veers work that, you know, more in the direction of being, you know, commodified or something. Mm-hmm. But I you know, but I actually think LA can be like insanely radical if you're like if you're interested in like a poetic cinema or something or if you're like trying to think about like a, a cinema that's not for sale mm-hmm. in LA, it can be really radical. Yeah. Here specifically because you're like because you're going so against the grain and because and because, you know, there's there's other reasons to kind of love the like making movies here because it's just like really sort of naturally beautiful and the light is really yeah. great all the time. There's lots of amazing <laughs> actors here. And
1: so it's like, you can always be outside. You can always find a crew. You
0: can always. Yeah. There's always, there's cameras just lying around in the street. You just pick one up <laughs> yeah. and start shooting. So <laughs> abandoned That's crews. basically like kind of what wandering. I hear
1: sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like. Yeah.
0: Have you been, have you been here before?
1: Yeah, I have. I was just there okay. for 10 days in February. So. Oh, wow. And yeah, I'll be back again as soon as escape. I can. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> It's a good time to visit LA is when it's like winter. In well, it was
1: randomly like... Really cold the week that I was there. Or the really? yeah, it was like so rude because the week before I came, it was in that's the eighties. It was great, and then like yeah. literally the day I got there, it was like forty. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's so rude.
1: And I didn't bring a jacket or anything because I'm like I'm going to LA. It's been eighties. Yeah. It'll be great. Yeah. Um. And yeah. I just was freezing for a lot. That's, of the that's time. so insulting. <laughs> that's so insulting. I know it's it was a personal <laughs> affront to me. Yeah, so that so. sucks. Did yeah, you go to it, like, Disneyland? Really no. <laughs> I am poor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not uh, doing yeah. that kind of stuff.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. you got to blow all your money at Disneyland. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I had a pretty chill trip. I mean, I just kind of know a lot of people out there. Yeah. And then I had also never been, so I did all the stupid stuff that you got to do, you know, the Walk of mm-hmm. Fame and the Observatory and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you, go,
0: you, you jump off the Hollywood sign.
1: Yeah. I, I sat in the O of the Hollywood sign first <laughs> yeah, with say, oh. the managers and then... <laughs> um, <laughs> Jumped off it, rolled yeah. down the hill. Um, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's nice. It's funny that. Hit a few cactuses.
1: I had never yeah. seen a cactus growing out of the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty cool. And it's,
0: a nice, it's a nice way to get introduced to what a cactus is all about.
1: Yeah, stick it directly <laughs> just... in my ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so I, I spent a lot of time like doing that kind of crap and just like bopping around with people that I know or like knew from online and had never mm. met in real life or also seeing movies and comedy, etc. Yeah,
0: cool. Cool.
1: <laughs> I like to yeah, do cool. that shit. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that shit. Yeah, I like to do that shit too. That's cool. <laughs> like watch, watch movie.
1: <laughs> watch watch movie. Stick cactus in my ass and yeah. go see comedy. Mm-hmm.
0: That's the that's the sacred triad. Those are the oh, three yeah. things do that I try things to do you every day. day. <laughs>
1: Ever since you moved to L.A., that's your lifestyle?
0: Yeah. Things are a lot better now. Because <laughs> cactuses, it's so much easier to get access to a cactus here. Yeah. For the ass Hard element. Hard in Chicago. Then, yeah. It, yeah, it's really tough in Chicago. Uh, at best, you have, lab. like, the little
1: ones on people's desks or, like, in their windowsills and shit.
0: And after a while, they start, you know, they, they put them, they hide them when I'm coming.
1: And they certainly smush a lot easier than, like, the big <laughs> yeah. ones that are growing in L.A.
0: It's true. And when a cactus gets smushed, you gotta, you know, you gotta throw it away. <laughs> It's yucky. It gets gross. Yeah,
1: it's yucky after that. <laughs> um, so anyway, <laughs> Chicago's the best of the three cities. You heard it here first. It's
0: uh, it's Chicago <laughs> is uh, fucking sick. The other thing about Chicago is that it's like, it's kind of the most like a sandbox or something. It's like kind of, it's like shit is the most experimental in Chicago, I feel mm-hmm. like. Because New York is so expensive that there's, like, a little bit – there's all this, like, financial pressure. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, like – it's cool because it, like, makes – it, like, forces you to be – you know, it, it forces you to work really hard in New York. And it's it, – I think New York is maybe the most ecstatic city. Yeah. Um, artist Artistically. But I think Chicago, it's, like – it's sort of, like, laid back enough that there's still, like, DIY spirit. There's still, like, weird scenes and, like, places and, like, mm-hmm. um, zones and – it's like, it's like kind of, your mind can, like, take up more space or something. You, your yeah. imagination can get more, like, weird and wonked out. Sure. So it's like if, whenever I'm in Chicago for a while, I find myself, like, making more experimental shit. Hell yeah! Or something or like less like narrative shit or whatever.
1: That's tight. Have you been to Joe's Theater in Chicago?
0: Um, which one? At Analog. Oh well, oh like the like the VHS thing or whatever. Like the mm-hmm. um no I haven't. He like started doing that stuff. The Analog thing kind of after I wasn't in Chicago anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, he he just put out like a uh, put out the, your tapes. Yeah, he put out my tape under the yeah. <laughs> his like banner or whatever. His like they
1: they're in there for sale.
0: Yeah, that's sick. That's mm-hmm. actually I really want to go there and see him.
1: His theater rocks. I, I'll probably have to cut this out of the pod because they're so underground. I don't think he would like for me to talk about
0: it. <laughs> have you been to his like his speakeasy? That no. was like a VOD? It's like, and especially when we were working on Easy, that was just like the, ostensibly like the, like the crew party zone.
1: Oh, hell yeah. yeah. We, were
0: just like, we would be partying there until like 10 a.m.
1: Sick. <laughs> that <laughs> like rocks. Crazy. Yeah, it's Craziness a great thing. like theater space now. They have shows there on Fridays and Saturdays. Wow. Do you know Brooke Bundy?
0: Mm. Yeah, I do. Bruce.
1: Yeah, yeah. She made a pilot yeah. and premiered her pilot there.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, Bruce, Bruce was in Lace Crater, but she got uh, cut out.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, um, that's so funny um, because actually when I went to that pilot premiere, she was talking yeah. about that and she was like, I think I oh, yeah. was in that movie as like a clerk or like a um no, her, her scene is or
0: something. Her scene was so good. I, but it's, it's not like in the in la- movie though, right? It's, no, we cut it. We had to cut it out. Because I thought like that was so stuff. funny
1: because there was another girl in our conversation and she was like, oh uh, yeah, yeah, I remember you. And I was like, I was like, I don't think I remember you in it. So, but like, yeah, I think so, I would remember because like I know who she is and everything. There's a there's a deleted
0: <laughs> scene where, okay, so do you know who Chase Williamson is? He's like one of the actors in Lace Grater.
1: uh Maybe if I saw him. I'm going look him up.
0: He's like, yeah, he's like one of the you know, whatever, the friend group. There's like a deleted subplot in Lace Crater where he's like he has like a sexual okay, fetish yes. where he his character gets like turned on by basically like convincing a stranger that they may have met before okay so it's like so, so there's a scene in the beginning of the movie where his character is introduced where like Bruce is at she is working at a liquor store yeah. mm-hmm. and he's like whatever he's like buying wine or something and he's like wait a minute have we have we met and she's like uh oh I don't know have we and then it's just like Chase just, just gets like really really turned on <laughs> That's the scene, and I was and I was kind of one what of the first scenes in the kink. movie. Yeah, <laughs> that was his kink, but then it's like, but then we kind of, uh, yeah, it got cut. Yeah, uh, because I don't remember. I don't remember why, but it wasn't because it wasn't great.
1: Yeah, I mean, sometimes awesome. you just gotta cut shit.
0: Sometimes you gotta cut shit.
1: That's really funny though, because I was just thinking about that. Uh, I just rewatched the movie the other day, uh, not to say oh that too really, nice, that's cool. But yeah, and uh, yeah, so I was thinking about. That conversation that I had and the other girl who was like, yeah, 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 I remember you, and I was like, she's not even, she's not even at all. Who's the other girl? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she saw.
0: Maybe she's someone (laughs) that saw an early cut of it or something before Bruce. You know what? I think she
1: might. It might have been the girl who works at the theater. So she probably is like either friends with or I don't, she might be, have some relationship with Joe that I I don't know. I don't know. like that. Yeah. Could be. (laughs) But yeah, anyway, I don't know. I went there for that and I've been there for movies. That's cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I haven't been there in a while, but that space was really fun. And I, yeah, I've been like really curious to check out the.
1: It's awesome. You You should go.
0: The redacted.
1: (laughs) (laughs) When are you going back? you go back regular? I or, don't know or you just go back I don't go back
0: regular I just go back for for I mean I would love to go back and visit but You has been go a back minute if
1: somebody pays you to <laughs> that, that
0: sort of seems to be the way that my life is laid out <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: it was
0: like pay me to go from place to place but uh but I mean I don't know it's like I I mean I I really intended to go it's like um, claim
1: to love it and yet?
0: I, yeah, but I'm a, it's a sham. Actually. <laughs> I can't stand it. I'm so thankful to be in my haunting my little apartment. <laughs> in L.A. every day every day, <laughs> just missing all those people. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. I I I don't know. I kind of yeah, I just haven't really been. I used to just be so much more. Uh, I used to just kind of live a lifestyle that was more about just like driving around America in my car. And hell yeah, and it's just kind of. I got. I've been a little bit sequestered here.
1: Yeah, it's hard to drive like, around America in L.A. Like if you live in the Midwest, mm-hmm. you can get anywhere in a couple hours. You know, it's true. Out yeah. there, I mean, I've done we're a Really going yeah, go to go the to, desert?
0: I mean, you go to I don't know Joshua Tree or something. <laughs> you, have you been there?
1: No, <laughs> it's cool. Joshua is cool. I've heard it's cool. I've been told I should go. You should. You would. You you would like it. It's cool. It's. it's I've really not been like anywhere out west. I flew to L.A. and I drove to Malibu, and that's it. I've never okay. been to any other city. I, well, I've <laughs> yeah. been to like the eastern suburbs of L.A., but like
0: you've never been to like Portland.
1: And my brother never lives in Portland, and I've never been. Oh yeah. Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> Portland is cool. Yeah. I I um I used to like I yeah I used to just be all about because all those you know whatever the dynamic like lifestyle that I was describing where I would like mm-hmm. be moving all the time it's like I was I just had my car it's like I had a bunch of shit in my car I mm-hmm. had a storage unit in Chicago I had like some other stuff in my old apartment in Brooklyn mm-hmm. and then. Until I kind of got my life together, or whatever. It's yeah. like I was just bouncing from like furniture sublet to furniture sublet. Which, yeah. Like my my like trunk full of just whatever, like an electric guitar or whatever. In which it just. I had boxes.
1: a similarly nomadic lifestyle for a bit, not exactly to that degree, but I used to tour a lot with bands or oh, yeah. or just like. Because I live in Indianapolis, or I did mm-hmm. for the longest time, and I do again.
0: Um, <laughs> and you are there now. <laughs>
1: and I am currently, but I wasn't for a while, but I was. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like the easiest place to get to other places, which is probably one of its like, best characteristics like yeah cause you can get to so many major cities within like a, a couple hours drive it's <laughs> it's so easy and there's never any traffic so i used to not only tour a lot with bands but also just like drive out of state and just go do shit <laughs> like whatever yeah, visit cool. places or go to shows yeah. or whatever you yeah know? but i was gone that's like cool. all the time i was going out of state like multiple times per week <laughs>
0: yeah i think that yeah i think that's a that's kind of a cool way to live it's got like a nice cosmic feel i think it can feel a little bit it can be a little bit i think that if it's like a long duration of time doing that mm-hmm. it can be a little hard on the on the you feel like pretty unrooted or yeah. at least I, did. Mm-hmm. I had to kind of like you know get rooted a yeah. little bit or right? I started to like crave that sensation I just you know I didn't I, it would be like time to do taxes or whatever and I would just be like what the fuck do I what do I do <laughs> or like I I, people would be like what's your address and I'd be like I don't know
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: not sure for like mail was yeah. just going to like an apartment where I used to live yeah and my like old roommates were just like helping me out and like gathering my mail for me <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah or like uh my roommates in Indianapolis were like taking care of my cat's Basically 100% of the time Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I was just always Gone it's kind of like the same thing Even though like I always had A home I always had like A place but I was Just never in it (laughs) Right totally I know that feeling Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I feel you That's part of why I moved to Chicago too is because I was Mm. Just always going there
0: (laughs) Yeah I could save so
1: much gas if I stopped driving to Chicago And just lived there (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah that makes sense. and so have you met so have you met other like I bet I wonder if you've met other friends of mine like IRL like probably have you met so. Brandon Daly director of Fish no Fishbucker. I haven't. yeah he's because he's in Chicago let's
1: see I'm gonna see who our mutuals are on we Instagram we got probably a lot it feels like probably so we have 56 mutuals yeah so there's a shitload Future Kayla popping in here. I did cut out a big part of this section. Just me and Harrison naming off people that we mutually follow on Instagram. Not interesting. But he had a cute story about filmmaker Jersey Rose. So I left that. I didn't cut it out entirely. And I left that little chunk in. So that's what's coming up next. Didn't want to leave y'all without context. Okay, bye. (laughs) Bye. Uh Jersey's been on the pod.
0: Jersey is such a good filmmaker. Yeah. And recently I met Jersey for the first time. Oh in really? Real
1: life. I never met him in real yeah. life, but he did my pod, so like we've talked for a ex- long time
0: time <laughs> I, fu- I fucking love i love neighborhood food drive a lot and yeah. i recently my my um upstairs neighbor alex kavitsky
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, oh alex was, is
1: also a good friend of mine i didn't know you guys were neighbors
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah he, so we're, alex is, is my neighbor he lives in an apartment like above above mine and oh, so yeah. and like and for a long time i didn't really know him but recently recently i've i've been hanging out with him some and, oh, really? and he Aww. he was like finishing he and because he and jersey were working together on mm-hmm. on his new movie mm-hmm. um which is called like, I think it's called like Vertical Valor or something like mm-hmm. yeah. you know So I went up to, you know, I went up to his apartment to like kind of just give, you know, whatever, like have a watch and give thoughts and feedback because they were trying to picture lock it. Yeah. And I met Jersey and I didn't realize that it was the Jersey. I didn't realize it was the Jersey. <laughs> you thought it was
1: a different Jersey? <laughs> no, it's
0: like, it's a guy named Jersey. I didn't expect it. I, you know, I don't know because I didn't know Jersey. <laughs> and then later, I was like, "Oh, that was Jersey."
1: <laughs> you got um I, like Starstruck. I'm a big activist. Jersey fan. Yeah, I really did. Yeah.
0: And then a couple nights wow. ago, I uh, a couple nights ago, I I I got to talk to Jersey for a while and tell him that I was a fan of his show. Yeah.
1: Jersey got kind of sprung on sprung on me, um because I asked Alex to do the pod and yeah. he was like, "Um, my friend Jersey's gonna do it with me." <laughs> oh. And I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Okay. <laughs> Because Alex got really shy when he did the pod. But he's going to do it again one day, and it's just going to be him.
0: That's a get. That's kind of a get to do like a – you get a double-decker, like Kamutsuki jersey.
1: Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's (laughs) – Anyway, this
0: stuff's going to be – this is going to make it in.
1: (laughs) You know, we'll see how it comes together. All right. (laughs) Either way, you know, we're having a list of names.
0: It's like like the the target demographic for this part of the podcast is just like the people who we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's it. Like, there's like maybe like 25 people.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of my target demo is 25 people. So I think it'll work out, actually. Cool. Mm You know, it's kind of my, it's, we're already starting off. My podcast is named Screen Vomit. Like you're already okay. cutting some people out of the door. Um, yeah, true. Then, people that,
0: yeah. Uh, all I do is watch like, like little, creepy little, <laughs> little
1: films that no one's ever heard yeah. of. Like,
0: yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I try, try not to get people to listen to this thing if I can help it. So.
0: <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, there's great. a lot, there's like a lot of caution tape.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of yeah. warning signs. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. We probably should get into the movie though. What do you think? <laughs>
0: Which movie? <laughs> There's a movie.
1: There is a movie no, involved with our conversation at some point. I'm just
0: joshing. I watched it. I rewatched it. You uh, did? I, uh, I did, like, in the last couple of days. I hadn't seen well, it good. since it came out. Yeah. I haven't seen it since I saw it. At, in, you
1: hadn't seen it since you saw it?
0: It's a, thea- <laughs> a theatrical screening.
1: You saw it in theaters?
0: I saw it in, a, in one just one Just theater. one theater?
1: Just one time in one yeah. the theater.
0: <laughs> I saw it in the, in the Cinerama Dome and the Arclight Aww. Theater.
1: I went there when uh, I was in L.A., but it was no longer... Now it's defunct. But I did yeah. look at it from the outside. <laughs> and I go, well, there it yeah. is. <laughs> it's
0: so, and it's so beautiful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's cool. It's beautiful. I went to a movie yeah. ag- like a couple doors down from there, though, at some what, random place. See? I saw this movie Moon Manor, I think is what it's called. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. What were we talking about? The Beach Bum. <laughs> beach Bum. <laughs> Cinerama Dome. Beach Bum. It is a
0: movie. Yeah, I saw it. I was a bit inebriated when mm-hmm. I saw it. I loved it.
1: Were you um, drinking inebriated or smoking inebriated?
0: I can't remember what you I. You can't had. remember. <laughs> I want to say that I. I think I want to say I'd eaten like an edible or something oh, like okay. that. Okay. But I remember like the screening was full of smoke. It felt like it just seemed like that everyone seems was like
1: right <laughs> getting stoned,
0: and that was so fun to me. I loved that atmosphere. Yeah. Um, it was really fun. I mean, I, I definitely in that screening was like I. Loved it. I was I was really really into it when I saw it. <laughs> yeah. um, had you had, had you seen it before?
1: Um, yes, I saw it one time in my home last year.
0: <laughs> okay, okay,
1: okay. <laughs> so not as exciting. <laughs> no,
0: that's a,
1: no, no. Um way more banal. Yeah. On a tiny on a tiny little television too. That was a friend yeah, like convinced I, me to so, watch it. Do you know Andre Hyland? Yeah, I do, yeah. pal of the pot Andre Hyland yeah. convinced me to watch okay. this movie. <laughs> Shout out to Andre. <laughs> he said, You gotta watch it, it's so funny, it's so good. Uh, yeah. and then I did. So um that was my experience. Initially. And then and I, I rewatched it, of course. Yeah.
0: And I just, yeah, I just rewatched it too. I watched it on, my, on, on the very laptop I'm using. I'm, I'm really? using to, to participate in this very Zoom.
1: <laughs> You're a laptop <laughs> movie watching guy now.
0: Not usually, um, but sometimes it. Just makes sense. <laughs> I see. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm saying it's not everyone's it a Laptop. It's like you when you want to watch a movie. If in your the lap, vibes you know? are right,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have a new yeah, so. huge TV. You might see it behind me here. Oh my god! <laughs> that I've been wow. watching shit on. I'm so stoked on this TV.
0: Yeah, it looks. I
1: big. I historically had a tiny TV, like a 30 inch, mm. like little bitty TV that like had a speaker blown. And people would come to my house. It's embarrassing. I'm known as a movie yeah. guy, and they go, "Kayla, <laughs> what are you yeah, watching?" Like, this that sounds like
0: a huge bummer. What? Uh, wait. So, how big is the new TV?
1: Fifty-five inches. Oh my god! Think, it's hard to tell because it's at an angle and stuff here. That's a
0: that's a monster.
1: It's really big. On my screen,
0: it looks like only a couple inches.
1: <laughs> it probably looks like I a don't. single inch on your screen. It's but. a single.
0: <laughs> it's the size of a. It's the size of a postage it's not stamp. Not the size
1: of my head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's about it's about the size of a human head. <laughs> the size, the size and shape of a head.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's what my TV is. uh mm-hmm. It's just the right size that if I put my eyes directly on it, that my whole entire vision's taken up. So that's really all okay. you need. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: like a completely immersive experience for yeah. only you.
1: <laughs> it's
0: designed for your face.
1: Thank God I don't have any friends. <laughs> no.
0: yeah. It's like a mask that you can wear.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, rocks, um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So I watched it on my new huge TV. So now uh, mm, I got go? I got a little more of a, a theatrical sort of experience this time. Did, you,
0: did it did it hit different than before?
1: I think you got to have a big screen for this. What
0: yeah, do you I think? think you're maybe right. Yeah, I think you're maybe right. I think that I I felt like I and I I will say that I think I still love the movie, but I but I think that I feel a little. I have more like nuance in my in my like opinion. in about your the movie
1: memory. Then no, from- maybe
0: I. Did. Like this, like this. The new, my newest uh, watch of it gave me a more, a more nuanced view or something than, okay. the, than the, than the ecstatic opinion that I had. You have uh, new when
1: criticisms. Well, also have, the first time your brain was issue, in a different zone. At least,
0: my brain was in, a, in an entirely different zone. <laughs> this time, my brain was like focused, rigorous <laughs> brain. Uh, it was, like, it was a
1: peak brain. My
0: brain was a, in. A, Top form, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but I uh, yeah I'd say that I had I have yeah I have a, I have a little bit of I had a couple little rank rankles with it this time a
1: couple rankles
0: yeah that I <laughs> a couple two rankles that I, I I'm, that I'm kind of curious about I, I kind of have like I have hypotheses about like why things are the way they are that maybe like rub me the wrong way
1: okay interesting well uh, let me go through the cast and crew real quick and uh, then okay. we'll get into this damn thing. Um, Mm -hmm. All right. So this is obviously a Harmony Corinne movie. There's Mm -hmm. (laughs) contention over pronunciation of Harmony Corinne's last name. uh, But I'm going with Corinne, Yeah.
0: What's the other what are the other candidate uh, pronunciations? Corrine. Okay.
1: Corinne (laughs) Corinne.
0: Okay. All right. And I'm neutral on that. I feel agnostic about that. (laughs) Uh,
1: What would you say? Controversy.
0: Uh, I'd say Corinne. I, I I would that would be my impulse. Yeah, interesting.
1: Uh, anyway, Harmony Corinne movie. Um, if anybody doesn't know who that is, I think he's most famously known for Spring Breakers, Gummo, etc. We got Matthew McConaughey, we got Isla Fisher, Snoop Dogg, Martin Lawrence, Jonah Hill, Zach Efron, Jimmy Buffett. All kinds Mm. of people in this uh, locked and loaded. Um, All right, critic scores on this are kind of bad: fifty-seven on Rotten Tomatoes and fifty-six percent of Google users. To me, fifty
0: percent is that's kind of the sweet spot. It's like if you're getting around, yeah, if if. (laughs) Honestly, it's, like, if you're getting around 50, then you're, like, doing enough stuff that's, like, interesting and, like, weird that they're that it's, like, kind of splitting the audience, you know? Yeah. Because some people, like, you know, a lot of people just really like a down-the-middle, like, generic movie that just kind of is a traditional code that they right. like recognize. So it's, like, You're if
1: breaking you, the form.
0: Yeah. If, you, if you're doing anything kind of, like, genuinely interesting, then it's likely that you're going to end up around around 50-ish, I've, I've noticed.
1: Yeah. That's probably yeah. true. Mm-hmm. So it was also a huge box office bomb though yeah. it grossed 4.6 million dollars worldwide on a five million dollar budget so <sighs> that's not too, that's
0: not great i guess not great
1: you contributed no. to that 4.6 milli, though.
0: I, I contributed, actually, a, a, a larger you donated. proportion than you, you would expect. Yeah. <laughs> I chipped in a mil. Yeah, a mil.
1: A mil, <laughs> a mil just from you had... to support the arts. I saw
0: the movie a bunch of times. Yeah? <laughs> I saw it several thousand times <laughs> when it came out.
1: How many times would you have to see the movie to get to a million dollars? I
0: guess it depends on how much a ticket costs.
1: True. When you go and in LA, it, say, I mean the price has got to be outrageous. I mean, my God, in this economy.
0: <laughs> Come on. What is it? Uh, uh, 20, I, I 25 bucks? I saw it hmm. two times. And you it didn't? cost five hundred thousand dollars each
1: time. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> For the primo smoke experience yeah. in the dome. <laughs> yeah.
0: And that's that's those are dome seats, so
1: Yeah, so it's you different. Know how yeah.
0: That shit gets that shit gets a little bit pricey. Yeah. When you're in the dome. People chipping in six, seven figures for seeing the dome. Well, I never got days. to
1: go, but I, you know, I hope that they bring it back to life. Hey,
0: for the right price, you can still get in there.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> if you know a guy who knows so, a guy and you have a million dollars.
0: You know, let me know if you're interested. This is off the record. Of course.
1: <laughs> um, I never. Yeah, I didn't get to see this in theaters, although I was aware of it being in theaters when it was. But I thought I thought it seemed like a stoner movie. And you know what? Yeah. I'll admit, and this is vulnerable of me to admit, mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. know who Harmony Korine was when this movie came out. Wow, so have you seen Gummo? I have now. I've seen all his movies. Okay. okay well, okay, not okay, all his okay, shorts, cool. but I've seen all his features. Yeah, okay. I've seen some of his shorts. Yeah, okay. But at the time... That's surprising. You know what? I actually, I think I watched Gummo, like, in the 2000s at some point. I, mm. But I didn't, like, associate it. I had also seen Kids oh, okay. before. but did right, okay. I yeah. didn't know, you know. So yeah, I, 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 I f- didn't have that, like, director hype. For it, that probably right. a lot of people had is all. I
0: had the hype. I'm a big Gummo fan. I love Gummo, Love Gummo Yeah. And yeah, I, I, I'm a, I'm definitely a Harmony fan. I really like his films. I like his sensibility. Yeah, I agree. Um, a, a lot. I really think he's he's a, a cool artist who's like just genuinely interesting. And
1: Hell yeah! Making fun. Choices. I totally agree. So, yeah, tell me about your uh, relationship with his films. When did you find them?
0: Um, I think I saw Gummo in, uh, for the first time in high school, and that was maybe, like, the... I think that was maybe my first exposure to his work was seeing that movie. I don't really remember the context or how I watched it. Um, and I think the first time that I watched it, I, I, I didn't like it. I mm-hmm. think it was just because my, like, my... Uh,
1: you hadn't my, been cinema-pilled sen- yet.
0: Yeah, I was being, I was being scandalized yeah. that I didn't really, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, know what I was looking at. Yeah. And, uh, and, <laughs> And then, um, I, I, I remember seeing it again, like, years later, and then it, like, hit completely different, and I was like, oh, this is so good. <laughs> I, and then I, and then I remember watching it, like, um, like another couple times in college or something, and that's just a film that's really kind of stuck with me over the years. And it's like, um, I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff going on with that movie, but I really love, and, and it makes me kind of think of this, like, William Eggleston movie called Stranded in Canton. Are you familiar <laughs> with that at all? Have you heard of that? So, you know, Eggleston's like a, a photographer, so he, he's not really like a, like a, a, you know, generally like a filmmaker, but he made this movie um, in, I want to say the 80s called Stranded in Canton, which is like, um, it's sort of like home video footage, sort of. It's like he is kind of just like going around with, with like a, a, a handheld uh, camcorder and like, you know, filming people that he's hanging out with. But because people, at the time that the movie was being like produced or whatever, like didn't really have a frame of reference for like what a handheld, you know, like personal camcorder was. Really, it's like that. It's like they're not performing for the camera. There's mm-hmm. not really any like. There's not any like membrane of like performance or artifice. Yeah. So there's this like extremely like magical kind of like sense of of presentness that 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 it has, and and because Eggleston is like a you know like a generational genius photographer, mm-hmm. it's just got like this like amazing kind of like hypnotic eye for light and composition so i i i love that movie and i and i know harmony is like a kind of an eggleston acolyte or like an eggleston kind of like i want to say they like went on a some kind of like road trip or something together one time mm-hmm. it's like gum gumma weirdly just like feels it has like a little bit of stranded and Canton dna in my in my mind hell and yeah. I and i recommend checking that checking out Standard and canon if you, i
1: added it to my watch list just now yeah it's on youtube actually if you hell yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'll definitely check that out. It's sick. Yeah, I think I had seen kids like in the early two thousands. These kids, my first watch of Kids and Gummo were both like a boyfriend who made me watch the movie, Mm. you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) type of vibe. So, (laughs) so yeah, I'd seen Kids like in the early two thousands. I'd seen Gummo probably in like two thousand nine or two thousand ten, and I Mm. didn't really remember too much about either. What got me back into? I don't know what got me back into. It. Maybe um, like in. Gosh, I'm going to bring this up on the pod again. This comes up every episode. Um, so, <laughs> <in> like, <laughs> like a couple of years ago, I watched this movie called Relaxer. Have you seen Relaxer? Oh, Andres in it.
0: Um, uh, is that the like Joel Petroikis mm-hmm. movie? Yeah, I haven't seen it. I well, actually, I can't quite remember if I've seen it because I've seen a couple of his films. Sorry, but go on. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, honestly, fifty-fifty on whether I've seen. <laughs> if, if you remind me, like, the plot it's of just it is a
1: guy who sits on a couch the entire movie. It the never we never change rooms? Okay,
0: I think maybe I haven't seen that one.
1: But anyway, okay, that movie kind of like you know it was like a pivotal moment for me. It kind of challenged what I thought about film, etc. Um, That's And cool. I, <laughs> I like um, it pilled you. It pilled me. Uh, yeah. I've always been like into weirdo films, but i had never. I, I don't know. It just changed like how I considered them. I guess.
0: Yeah, it fucked you up. It, fu- it, changed it your fucked life. me up.
1: It changed my life. Um, yeah. I thought it. That's cool. Anyway, so all of that happened for me, and so I went. Um, I sought out all of Joel Patricius's influences because I was like, I love this so much. Okay. What made him like this? <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so anyway, Harmony Crane was one of those one of those people that's cool. that's really cool and yeah so i just watched a yeah. bunch of his movies
0: <laughs> have you have you have you met joel you should have him on the, this pod
1: okay i haven't met joel but i've met a bunch of other people from their crew okay yeah but i talked to joel online he agreed to do the podcast about two years ago um and we've yeah. never like gotten it scheduled he has a kid okay, he okay. teaches he like is making movies all the time he's just like really busy right. um, yeah that's cool
0: he's a cool guy he's a viber he would he and i would have cross paths at film festivals before
1: yeah and- yeah. He's just
0: like a, he's a good dude. Oh, he dude. seems
1: great. I'm pals with a bunch of the other people, but one day.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he, he knows.
1: He knows what I think. I that's have so, their shit all over my It's just so cool. And <laughs> it's
0: so special to, like, have an experience with a movie that really, like, fucks you up like that. That's, like, a really yeah. treasure, treasured experience, it, kind of. Yeah. Cool.
1: Anyway, that's okay. stupid, but that just happened for me a couple years ago. So, since then, I think I've been... I just kind—I of, totally changed how I think about film.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: And uh, anyway, I watched all of Harmony's movies after that. Yeah, that makes <laughs> now sense. Now I feel shy. Like the... I'm being so vulnerable. <laughs> no,
0: I, I'm so with you, and I think it's like it's almost like a thing of like you. It's like you. Um...
1: Actually, that's also what got me into shorts. That makes
0: sense. I because think... a lot
1: of those people had done shorts that are in Relaxer. And I started okay, watching their shorts and I go, Shorts are so sick. Why am I short, why am I not shorts watching shorts sick. all the time? It's like they
0: it's like they're sick in a different way. Yeah. I mean, I think that like it's like the thing about features that's so cool is that like tonally or experientially you can have like jags yeah. in the form, right? Mm-hmm. It's like you can do something like weird and it doesn't like make the whole movie about that. Yeah. But in the short, it's almost like in a short, there's almost like this kind of process of distillation or like crystalline like pressure mm-hmm. that just like infects an edit. So it's like sometimes if a short is doing like multiple things, then it's like it becomes a single really clear thing in the edit. Yeah. Um, I you know, at least in my kind of experience. Which is which I think is sort of why like features are, are features feel like a it's like the wider canvas of the feature like allows you to kind of do more. Mm-hmm. Just like Jaggy like experiential shit I mean I think like uh, I mean at least in my opinion Like listening to you talk about The special experience that you had with that movie It like makes me sort of think about the I don't know Just just almost like um, That there are films that like remind you That like the form is young right yeah. that, like, the, that like cinema just like isn't a very old thing mm-hmm. And it's a thing where there's like still Discoveries to be made And yeah. like experiential territories to like unearth It's and, young
1: and so many people are not interested in experimenting with it or, or trying something yeah. that breaks form
0: a hundred percent. Exactly. That's why you get the 50% thing. That's <laughs> what, it's like, it's like there, it's like, there's like the codes, you know, mm-hmm. there's all these like traditional codes that are, you know, there's all these like act structures and all these like very like simplistic kind of like storytelling conventions. And then there's another way of thinking about it where it's like the, where the, where the form is like um, where, where you can use the language of cinema to to, um, unearth experiences that are otherwise completely inaccessible. Yeah. In any other like art form or you know, but it's like it's like my you know, my current like feeling about the about what I'm what I you know, at least in my own like whatever like practice as an artist or as a filmmaker it like has to do with basically if i can like read it in a book and get the same feeling then that's like not what i'm interested in Mm -hmm. or whatever you know if i can like see a painting and then and you know and those things are, are are wonderful obviously it's like you can have obviously like really complex and like evocative emotional and you know tonal experiences with like any any kind of work of art but it's like the but it's like the my sort of the thing that like animates me as a filmmaker is trying to sort of you discover or like spillunk into these like unexplored like territories Hell where you yeah. can find new new terrains that like are that really specifically evoke something that you can kinda only geolocate within the language of this like form.
1: Yes, that rips. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hell yeah. And and I'm only mainly interested in pursuing those type of films. <laughs> yeah, that's sweet. That's sick. also Same. Same. <laughs> I mean I'll watch normal movies on occasion. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they just don't get me going like I don't know when you watch a film that is so cool that's doing something you've never seen before that's doing something different that maybe it's even upsetting or you don't want to look at it (laughs) sometimes like that that just like activates something in my spirit Mm -hmm. that nothing else activates. You know? Um and I I think that rocks. I'm with you. Yeah. (laughs) I'm right with you. Hell yeah. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Yeah, so uh Harmony's movies rock. Shout out to Harmony. Shout out to Harmony. (laughs) Harmony always really interested in capturing stuff that isn't typically captured. Although this is probably like his most normal film (laughs) like quote unquote Mm -hmm. normal
0: (laughs) well yeah i mean it's like it's almost making me want to like jump the gun and talk about the things that like rankled me about the movie because it's because that you know it's like you're a little bit touching on it okay but i don't know it's like i don't want to (laughs) necessarily blow the load
1: (laughs) you want to blow your load up top talking about my (laughs) rankles
0: let's keep our look let's keep our loads intact here
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, this movie, I mean, typically, yeah, I go from start to finish, whatever. But uh-huh, um, uh-huh. this movie, I think the plot is less important than it is in some movies anyway. Like, it's it's really not about what's happening in the plot, right? It's more about the characters and um, yeah. the sort of emotional journey even.
0: This time watching the movie, I thought about, do you like this filmmaker, Raul Ruiz?
1: That sounds familiar. What He's a,
0: is? I think, He's like a, I think he's Chilean and he's dead now, but he's like a, a super like prolific, um, kind of like film theorist and, and filmmaker, um, who, you know, one of his like main kind of intellectual almost like theories about, about filmmaking was, um, I guess a, a, a suspicion about or, um, an incredulity about, uh, central conflict theory. His whole thing kind of is like, why do movies have to have a central conflict? It's such a sort of like, it's like a, such a like Western convention or something, mm-hmm. um, in the way that like narratives unfold. So he, so he sort of like made a lot of really experimental features and films, you know, alone and kind of in, con- in collaboration with like classes that he was teaching as a professor and yada, yada, that, that are just like sort of more, um, you know, kind of just like, interested in hypothesizing other like story forms that don't have to do with like revolving around some kind of central conflict mm-hmm. and the way that beach bomb is so uh has such a like kind of ambient relationship with like the animating like conceit or like conflict you know the way the stakes kind of feel a little bit like laid back all the time yeah it it reminded me of ruiz in a way yeah which i thought was pretty cool you
1: liked that about it that's not your I love that. that's not your wrinkle <laughs>
0: No, it's not. That's not my wrinkle at all. Okay. I love that
1: stuff. I,
0: yeah, I love Raul Ruiz and I love, you know, and and that, you know, that to me is just like another, it's just like another, it's, a, it's another instance in which it feels like a filmmaker kind of like experimenting with the sort of the interlocking like codes of whatever, of like genre or narrative to like mm-hmm. sort of create an experience that's like a little bit less, you know, like... Like, like the movie was working best for me when it didn't feel like it was sort of like artificially creating those codes Mm -hmm. or like artificially trying to uh, affix itself into into some kind of like narrative shape. Mm -hmm. But when it was just like when you're just kind of like rolling down the river with the moon dog or whatever, like laid back. I love that stuff.
1: Yeah. Harmony has talked about how much he hates plots. And he says, yeah. like, life doesn't have plots. There's no beginning, middle, and end. Plots make me sick. Yeah, what I remember cool. from life are scenes and characters. And that's what I want to see, the scenes that's and cool. characters. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that has that's some kind of, like, Ruiz-adjacent thinking, I think.
1: Yeah. I guess, um, I don't know where your rankles are. Now I'm like, I'm going to step on a landmine at some point. <laughs>
0: no, I mean, I, I'm like, you know, whatever. It's like, maybe I should just get out of the way or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Maybe we should just get out of the way. Yeah. Start start with one rankle. Blow one load. Uh,
0: okay it's uh it's the music it's like the movie has this like kind of juxtaposition between you know needle drops like right down the line or whatever it's like there's some amazing needle drops in the movie music cues that are that are songs like jimmy buffett or whatever and you're just like hell yeah this is chill and then there are these like hollywoodish like symphonic score moments kind of like permeating the film that feel they just feel like they're from a different movie. It like it feels like producer notes or something. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like. It feels like it's stuff that's trying to like fit the movie into like a more digestible like narrative package. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like it's like indicating like emotionality so that you as an audience member are like supposed to like know how to feel or something like that. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm like that stuff feels like artifice. It doesn't yeah. feel it, and I don't know that I felt like aware of that when I first watch the movie i think i was mm-hmm. just like
1: but when you're hearing it up. come out of your laptop speakers you're yeah like, i mean yeah Man, this crap <laughs> <laughs>
0: when you have all the horsepower of a laptop in your lap <laughs> things kind of feel start to feel a little bit different i i <laughs> yeah it's like when I, I just sort of felt like anytime a symphonic score would come in it it took me out of the experience a little bit and made me feel it harshed like your
1: vibe it harsh my
0: vibe it, it harsh my <laughs> mellow it made me feel it made me feel, and it didn't. It, it, and I want to hear
1: Margaritaville, and that's not what you're getting. I,
0: it, it's like I might be wrong, but it's like <laughs> it just didn't feel like it's in Harmony's voice or something. It just like felt like it's yeah. like it felt like a a more um, like it like it felt a little bit more like focus grouped or something. Yeah, and and I can imagine along the way because the movie's like you know whatever because it had like a wider release and like movie stars in it. Mm-hmm. I imagine like
1: notes were given
0: i just yeah i mean i just know Mm -hmm. you know i know i i've been as a filmmaker and or as an editor just like in the throughout the process just like i know that there's like pressure Mm -hmm. to like be you know and depending on like the scale of the movie and like the and like who's in involved in the movie there are just all there are all kinds of pressures to like make you know choices that that might reduce like a a perceived sensation of like alienation Mm -hmm. on like some on like the part of like some imagined like audience member and i know that like they're they're you know i know that like a lot of financiers are risk averse and i and i know that i just wondered it made me like curious whether that choice to have like kind of a a traditional symphonic hollywood score be like part of the language of the movie was something that was not you know coming from the same places like a lot of the other stuff in the movie
1: yeah i could totally i didn't Okay, so I didn't really consider the music that deeply. <laughs> so, like, I, I don't have, like, specific memory of the of the non-hit singles music right. in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think in general, overall in this movie, I could see, like, you can kind of feel that it's not as purely harmony as other things that we've seen. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, there, totally. there are other voices there's other there's other people's hands in this and you can tell yeah you feel it a li- yeah, yeah you feel a
0: little bit yeah, yeah. Like a, but you still
1: feel harmony in there somewhere
0: you do and that's kind of what is dank about the movie but it's like <laughs> but the, you feel like kind of like the broadening like kind of corporate hand or something yeah a little bit.
1: exactly yeah and like yeah this just felt like it it tried to be a little more mainstream than anything he's done and maybe he also had pressure from like the wave after spring breakers being like so huge you know <sighs> I'm sure that's and, true. And kind of plopping into such a, a more wider audience uh, after that yeah. too than he's ever used to having, you know. Totally. The movies yeah. before that are just like old people fucking trash and <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. Etc. And, it, and
0: it's like oh, it's like big surprise. It's like the suits <laughs> came in and the movie was a bomb.
1: <laughs> yeah. People want
0: to see like- people fucking <laughs> trash. They want to see. They want to see humpers. <laughs>
1: Or fish.
0: I want to see fish getting
1: fucked. <laughs> yeah, I think my biggest complaint about this movie is that there weren't enough fish getting fucked. I know. I know. <laughs> Although there and, was a little bit of talk about fish getting fucked. It's true. Um, but, which was nice, which was a breath we, of fresh <laughs> air. And at that part, you go, okay, now this is my kind of movie.
0: <laughs> That's when you turn the volume all the way up.
1: Oh, yeah. You
0: start to vibe out. You start to dance. Blow out those
1: laptop speakers <laughs> on that one.
0: My poor but, laptop. Its speakers are already blown out. Oh, yeah. I have to use the headphones with this puppy. Yep.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've talked about how there's, <laughs> there's kind of... Only a a small amount of plot in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. we, we mainly focus on our main character, Moondog, who is Matthew McConaughey's K- M- McCona- character. McConaughey is what I was about to say. You can't say that shit. <laughs> no, his people might come after me. Shout out to
0: Matthew. <laughs> it was a big mistake what was just said. We were attracted.
1: I deeply apologize. We are sorry. <laughs> So Harmony in real life lives in Miami, and most of the characters in this film are based loosely off of uh, weirdo freaks he hangs out with in Miami and the Keys. (laughs) Which rocks. Okay, so let's talk about Moondog. Uh, What's this guy like? He's a writer. He's, more importantly, an old stoner, a free spirit. Um, He lives in the Keys. He's a town celeb. A town flirt, even. One thing I love about him is that he's also not really discerning in his women. Like, he'll go uh-huh. after the oldies, the youngies, uh-huh. like, uh-huh. anybody. And I think yeah, that's beautiful. Totally. Also important to his character are his glasses.
0: Oh, yeah. It's a great costume choice.
1: It is. I think most of the characters in this movie have interesting costume choices and the glasses were such a moment for him i think that's half his character is the glasses i think you're right i don't even know what is the point of like this style of glasses because they're like sunglasses but you can flip the sunnies up but there's yeah. nothing underneath. It's not like well, other so, glasses underneath. It's
0: like it's like sometimes he'll put on like reading glasses. It's like he'll flip the sun the sunglasses <laughs> part up and then put reading glasses on. Right.
1: That's pretty funny when he does that. <laughs> yeah,
0: I, yeah. I love the I love the the costume choices. This I mean the whole style of the movie is sick. It's like yeah. the all, you know the movement of the camera the. Like mm-hmm. all the aesthetic kind of like I, there's so many ideas sort of in the in the the visual like field of the movie kind of happening all the time.
1: Yeah, the visual feel and style of the movie. It's almost a lot of times it's kind of like a like a collage, right? Mm-hmm. Like how they how they film their dialogue scenes and stuff like that, where they change locations constantly.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: I think that is so cool.
0: Yeah, there's a feeling like the like it's a kind of roving just documentary style camera mm-hmm. that has. You know, and I think the camera has like an aesthetic sense. For, you know, it's like the camera's looking for like visual pleasure, mm-hmm. right? In the same yeah. way that Moondog is. And and then so, but it just, it, there's a feeling like the, like the camera's just roaming and the characters are just roaming.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: in the in the edit, we're just kind of like getting these, these, all these kind of moments juxtaposed against each other.
1: Imagine what it would be like to edit this movie. And you could, of course, imagine that easier than I could, because I don't understand video editing. Yeah, all. I was. I was <laughs> imagining
0: it. I was imagining it and I was like, I was thinking about it and I mean, I think, I mean, I think it's cool. And I think in some ways it's like the editing of this movie feels, it has stuff in common with, with spring breakers, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like there, sure. it's like there's a sort of like more diffuse, like time base. Yeah. Right. It's not, it's not as linear. It's like, you have almost like a node of linear time, or mm-hmm. you have like an area of time. And like within that area, there are, you know, all this, this kind of like collage of, of moments that feel like they're like cross cutting with each other or whatever. They're like, sometimes they're like, um, intercut with each other, or sometimes we'll like, we'll, we'll like hang on, on a scene mm-hmm. or, or, or on like a, on an exchange between characters or something. But yeah, like yeah, sometimes
1: I, they're talking and it's like, they're standing, then they're sitting, then they're fishing, then they're driving, and it's all, like, part of the same scene. It's the same conversation.
0: I think that stuff's cool, and I, and I like – yeah, it just seems, it seems like a fun way to make a movie, and it seems like yeah. it, it's also really conducive to, like, improvisation, and I imagine – it just feels like this movie had a lot of improvisation, so it just feels like you can just imagine how fun it would be to sort of like, as an actor, you know, get embedded in a, in a character through like their you know voice or intonation or whatever, their mm-hmm. posture, and then and then you just kind of play in the world.
1: Harmony likes to like, say, "No improv, there's riffing." Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. That and that sounds cool, and it's just like you just imagine, you know. Not, I don't really know how he directed this movie, but it's like I like to imagine that it's like it's almost like you like prepare situations for the actors or something Mm -hmm. or like you you like prepare a location and then you just kind of get to like freewheel around Mm -hmm. and be like oh go you know go go interact with this person or this like image or something this like peer or something oh look at the sun over there yeah, let's let's, let's set you guys here. Kick this dude Just playing tuba, tuba into
1: the ocean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> love that. Love the tuba. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, there are is delicious. There are over three hundred locations in this film too, because really? of how because of how he does that and how he cuts everything together. Yeah. He films everything three or four times in different places, and then oh, cuts. Oh, that's cool. That's interesting. In. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That's pretty. That's pretty chill.
1: And harmony says it keeps him from getting bored.
0: yeah it would be fucking whenever i get bored
1: i'll just change the location where the conversation's (laughs) happening
0: and do the same thing
1: (laughs) he also said he did that in this movie to make it feel a little stoned and not in a drug sense but like he wanted it to feel like weed smoke wafting through the scenes yeah it's kind of a wild way to describe it but kind of i think that's
0: yeah i think that's really cool i think that's like a nice it's, like, a nicely, like, experimentally experiential way to, like, think about how a narrative would unfold, right? Yeah. It's less, like, you're just being told, like, clear, like, meaning beats and more, like, you're, like, things are freer to feel more associative. and
1: Yeah. Mysterious. And kind of loosely related.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But also not.
0: That stuff's delicious. I love as an audience member when I get to, like, do work. I, I love when I get to, like, put things together. Mm-hmm. You know, when it's not just kind of, like, stuff being told to me. Yeah. That It always makes me feel more engaged in a movie.
1: I agree. And yeah, what we get from at least the beginning part of this movie, it are just like snippets of Matthew McConaughey or the other couple characters just doing little things and then Mm -hmm. it moves on. So you kind of, but even just with that much information, which is not, much he's still able to provide such a complete picture of each person i think totally and i think that rocks Mm -hmm. he also said about matthew mcconaughey's character that a lot of the time they were just filming him drinking and peeing and that that, that's what he wanted the essence of his character to be someone taking in and putting out all the time sucking in the world and peeing it out
0: (laughs) that's fair that seems fun
1: i think that's a cool way to think about that character too it wasn't what
0: anyone wanted but matthew mcconaughey just (laughs) couldn't stop drinking and peeing and they were just like i guess this is the movie <laughs> i guess this is what we're gonna get
1: well he also there. wanted to play with his persona or like the mm-hmm. people's perception of what his personality is is like a weird like kind of free and stoner right like that, yeah. that's how you would think of matthew mcconaughey <laughs> i guess so i
0: mean i really feel like we're you know the golden age of matthew i mean this is like he i mean he's just been in. i feel like since uh killer joe have you seen that movie
1: uh i don't think so Maybe
0: in my opinion, in my opinion, that's the gateway film between like romantic comedy Matthew McConaughey and like fucking sick character actor Matthew McConaughey. Killer Joe is an amazing movie. Highly recommend I don't it. think I've seen this. It's fucking dank movie. Really interesting <laughs> psycho movie.
1: Okay, add um, to my list. Ma-
0: <laughs> Matthew McConaughey is so cool in it, and he's so crazy in it. Yeah. Um. And, and it's kind of like the. I think that's the. That's sort of when his career really changed. In my opinion, that's like that's when we entered the golden era. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: was he for a while stuck in like rom coms? A
0: yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. He was fully. He was fully like a like a rom com like leading man. Yeah. Guy and 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 this, and this kind of when he started to do like more like darker and like weirder mm-hmm. stuff. And I feel I like love I, when,
1: I love when hot guys get rich and then they go. Now nah, my new thing is I'm weird.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, and I wonder what Matthew McConaughey was in after Beach Bum. Because in some ways, I, f- I feel like Beach Bum is like the climax of that era. Of he did career. another
1: movie that was like a big pot movie, too. I can't remember what it was called, but I did see that one in theaters. Okay, hold on. I wonder which one it. you're thinking of. I'm looking it up. Uh, Yeah, The Gentleman is the movie that I saw uh, that's another big weed movie. Really? Uh, where he's like a big time like pot dealer. Right, that's Like mafia type pot dealer interesting
0: yeah so i have not seen that movie and i know that matthew mcconaughey is like he has like now i mean he wrote a book and he's having like political ambitions and
1: he did serenity right before beach bum have you seen serenity Serenity. i
0: have seen (laughs) serenity serenity is a very special film
1: (laughs) that's one word for it
0: Um, but yeah so it's like and i sort of think you know i don't know that it's like it doesn't quite feel like we're in the golden age of mcconaughey anymore it feels like he's, like, entering this, like, new chapter in his career or whatever, where he's, like, sort of, like, more focused on whatever, like, literary or, or political ambitions or something like
1: he's that. He's trying to be smart now?
0: He, maybe. He goes, first something. I'm hot,
1: then I'm weird, then I'm a stoner, <laughs> now I'm smart. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. that's the Those are the four cycles of every human life.
1: <laughs> maybe he's just trying to, like, prove that he's not the previous thing every time. Like, maybe oh, you think true. I'm hot? No, I'm actually weird. Oh, you think I'm weird? I'm not weird. I'm just a stoner. Oh, right. you think I'm stupid, stoner? No, I'm smart. I'm writing books. <laughs> I'm smart. <laughs>
0: yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. And it's like, it's cool to like think reflexively about how Beach Bum like fits into his like body of work or whatever in that way.
1: Yeah, What it did to him. <laughs> yeah, or, or what it
0: like kind of capped off or something. How it like, <laughs> how it's like a, how it's like the thesis or something. And then he's like, okay, now, I, now I'm going to do Hank the Cat. I'm going to just like kind of be in cartoons and grab some cash and write a book.
1: Yeah, because he couldn't have made much money on this. I mean,
0: on, arguably on no phone? movie, no money. Yeah. <laughs> arguably no money. I mean, I mean, God knows. Who knows?
1: I mean, if the whole budget was only five milli and they got all these big stars in there.
0: Then, you know, presumably people are getting paid some money to be in the movie and they're like getting points. On and the there's backend.
1: 300 locations.
0: Right. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but you, but you know, you gotta imagine if you're an actor, it's like pretty delicious to like get to work in a movie like and this. And the it's amount really of props
1: fun. involved, yeah, you
0: get to like play with props. You get to pee all the time, <laughs> which is really fun. And Matthew McConaughey doesn't pee unless it's like for a movie, so you know he had a lot of pee like stored up. <laughs> he had pee like
1: his balls are huge. He was really
0: <laughs> just where a pee, pee is stored. <laughs> yeah, that's the place.
1: <laughs> the, that's the
0: place in the body where the pee is.
1: Yeah. So you gotta imagine it's. I heard or I read that um, during filming too, because he's pissing all the time, that he would get crowds. Crowds for the weenie. <laughs> really?
0: People would like show Who up. Who knows when... if that's
1: true or not, but there's, I no read it. there's no way to tell. There's no way to tell. And in fact, most of what comes out of Harmony's mouth, probably not true.
0: <laughs> I'm confused about the mechanics of it. Like, whenever he would start to pee, a crowd would form. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine, like, logistically how that would work. <laughs> well,
1: they want to get eyes on the prize. <laughs> like
0: a popper papara- Like, there's just like people waiting, like, how do they hear about it in time?
1: <laughs> there's probably – there's got to be like some amount of crowd just kind of like around anyway. Yeah, right?
0: people are hang- – yeah, you right. You see a and movie set,
1: you go, ooh, looky loose." And-, and then
0: whenever he starts to pee, they're like, he's doing
1: it. <laughs> Somebody goes, ah! And then they all run, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stampede. There's <Right.
0: laughs> like a buzzer that goes off.
1: I don't – Has he ever done nudity in a film, Frontal? I don't know. I don't know either. People who are listening, at me with Matthew McConaughey's weenie in a film. (laughs) Everybody, come on. Dick pics, only of Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) And hurry. (laughs) Stat. (laughs) It's important um, for my research. (laughs) But I just feel like that would make it more like, you know, special. (laughs) <laughs> yeah so if they never right. you never seen it before
0: right it'd be a lot more rare it's mysterious if you want to see Yeah. In you, don't wanna, <laughs> you don't want to look at a penis that you've seen somewhere else <laughs> you want a one yeah. of a kind experience when you absolutely. see a penis absolutely yeah,
1: absolutely. yeah.
0: <laughs> the second you the second you view a penis all of its magic goes away yeah
1: I mean yeah. all of the magic is in the mythos. Like <laughs> as yeah, soon as that's destroyed, you go, Oh, it's just a it looks like a penis.
0: Okay. <laughs> it's like indigenous cultures believing that <laughs> that your soul is stolen by a photograph.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's
0: like when his penis is photographed, <laughs> then the soul gets sucked out of it. <laughs> the soul so which is stored true. in the in the balls. <laughs> it gets sucked out of the penis one. <laughs> A picture is taken. And you know the camera takes 24, 24 pictures per second, so that's a lot oh of God. souls.
1: <laughs> the soul is stored in the balls. Oh my gosh, my cheeks can't take it. I'm getting cheek biceps. <laughs> so my glasses are crooked. That's strong. Yeah, my cheeks are actually really strong. because am strong. I'm always lifting them up. You know, I got these big old <laughs> cheeks and I'm going... <laughs> Just all day long. You gotta hold your face up. <laughs> yeah, and that's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, you do all the work. You <laughs> got a lot of face. <laughs> oh my goodness! All right. Wow. We're an hour and a half. We've been talking already.
0: Only so only far. Like five. There's five usable minutes. <laughs> you gotta cut most of us out.
1: And so far into the movie, we've cracked. um What is Matthew McConaughey's character? <laughs> all right. So Matthew McConaughey married to Isla Fisher in the movie. She's mm. kind of boring. And, Just a and hot in real bitch. life. And, Wait, are they? No, they're not.
0: No. no okay.
1: <laughs> I don't know what these celebs nah, just, are doing. I'm just doing a
0: bit. I'm just riffing now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Were you doing improv? <laughs> no,
0: nah, everything I've said so far is true. But this this time, <laughs> I wanted to say. Well, now I we now we don't know who to trust.
1: <laughs> I think she's probably my least favorite in this movie. Well, no, oh, second okay. least favorite. There's just not much to her. She's just is a hot, Jonah rich, Hill? Miami. Like, white. Is it Jonah Hill? Yeah, of yeah, course it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh
0: my god. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be. You know, I'll, I'll. I think everyone hates Jonah. I mean, I whatever. I think a lot of people dislike Jonah Hill in this movie. Mm-hmm. I'll stick up for him a little bit. I think he's. I think he's doing some like. I think he's just being experimental in this movie. He's trying and I, re- I respect the swing that he's taking. Okay. <laughs> some people. Must, some people might say that they, that he should have been I cut respect- out of the movie. <laughs> But the movie I would
1: be exactly the same, if not better, if he just weren't in it at all. We didn't that's even a, need his storyline.
0: That's that, look. That's the company line, okay? <laughs> but but what I'll say is that I think you know I, I when I see Jonah Hill doing something like that, I'm like that's strange. <laughs> all right, that's kind of cookie. I'm like okay. You go well. That I'm, just happened. I'm. I'm a little bit. I guess. I, I guess I'm a little bit down. I'm a little bit down. <laughs> You're
1: into it. What he's doing?
0: I you mean, know, I don't know that I'd go that far, but I. But I would. I would be a little less of a. Of a, a, a naysayer. I'd be I, for my. My personal opinion of what he's doing is that it's not. It's not fully toxic to me. It's not <laughs> toxic waste. Some people might be like, this is. This is toxic waste. Yeah. I don't feel that way about it. I'm like, it's, I'm like, it's, you know, it's kooky. I'm like, I'm a little bit down.
1: I think he, it, it just a, totally doesn't fit in the movie at all. What is he doing?
0: It's like a patois sort of vibe. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I don't know what he's doing. And it feels a little bit like, it feels improvisational too. It feels a little bit like,
1: I think they all got to come up with like more personalization for their characters. Like okay, everything yeah. was very written, but they got to like invent who am I? What's what's my thing? What's my gag? Like what right, is it right, about right. me? Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I I do believe, I do declare that he picked okay. that <laughs> accent. <laughs> okay.
0: Right. I believe that you're probably right. And I and to Jonah I say, you know, it's a it's a big swing and I'd like to see a big bold. swing like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's bold. <laughs>
1: And what's he up to? Nothing, Jonah. Yeah, these days. Yeah, I don't know. And what far, is he up to? Know. Is He's he doing some stuff? Is he doing acting still? I don't know. I Feel like he I took a so. he took a step back for a sec. I don't know. Do you think? Am I making this up? I might be just I'm totally sh- fabricating. Wise, uh,
0: I feel like I'm not. I'm not. I feel like I'm like. It's. I'm not that. I'm not that up on what's going on about anything. Ever.
1: Oh, he was in <laughs> Don't Look Up. We remember. Oh yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, I saw that picture. I also I saw, saw the picture. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he was in Maniac right before this, that show. You remember? Oh yeah, the show okay, with totally. What's Your Head? Mm-hmm. Yeah, used... that was that was huge for a moment, mm-hmm. and then some children's movies. So he's been out there. Okay, okay. Then we also have Snoop Dogg. Right, Snoop Dogg. Uh, best thing about his character is his name, which is he picked his name. He asked to be called lingerie but he's often called lounger right <laughs> he's called different variations of abbreviations of lingerie okay so sometimes yeah, he's called Lange, cool. sometimes he's called ray <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> i actually love like a shortened name that's not short for what you think it is like ray short for lingerie i love yeah that. i think that's yeah, really I funny that. i had and a dream I, once yeah. i had a dream once that i met a girl named kate but instead of being short for, like, Catherine or something, it was short for vacation. Wow.
0: It's um, <laughs> kind of like a literary dream to have. It's a, it's a dream about, like, wordplay.
1: I have, like, I dream different than normal people. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <It> seems like. <laughs> I have, like, really vivid, detailed dreams. Uh, interesting. And I have a lot of them. And I usually remember them.
0: Wow. Interesting. Um, Is your mem- do you have a really good memory in, in general about other stuff?
1: No. <laughs> okay. Interesting. I have a selective memory. I'll usually remember my dreams for like that day. I try and write them down though. Okay. Um, So that I remember them for a long time. But eventually you get away from the context. I'll, I remember some forever, but right. some leave. <laughs> some okay. leave my brain. I've been keeping like a private dream Twitter so that instead of like really? a dream journal, because my dreams are so detailed and vivid if i keep a dream journal i just write so much i write like pages and pages so i started doing a twitter so that i just getting the essence and it doesn't bog me down writing all my dreams in it um and and suppose if you
0: write if you write about your dreams it like helps you remember them right it like creates more of a mechanism for remembering your dreams
1: sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't but i'll tell you it's really cool when i go back and read ones that i have no memory of yeah it's kind of wild that is cool yeah <laughs> a, it's a good idea i thought if i ever made films i'd probably start making them based on my dreams yeah you should
0: you should license your dreams to some oh god production company to, <laughs> you to, actually you should do it to like nike <laughs>
1: Give Nike my dreams
0: <laughs> to make uh, commercials. This
1: sounds terrible. <laughs> the horrifying future no one wants. <laughs> anyway, where were we? Something Snoop Dogg. about a uh, movie. Snoop Dogg being lingerie. Um, yeah, he asked to be called lingerie. He didn't. He was initially scripted to just be Snoop Dogg, mm. and he asked to be called lingerie because he's smooth and silky as a motherfucker. Was the quote. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No one can deny it.
1: No one can deny. Uh, so that rocks. <laughs> What's, what happens next? The daughter's wedding. The whole thing is that McConaughey has to go back to Miami where his wife lives and go to his daughter's wedding. Not much happens at the wedding, but there are two things that are cool. One, he makes an entrance. And I love the right. entrance <laughs> on
0: the on the like little boat when he pulls up.
1: No, on him him actually. Oh, the, oh yeah, oh yeah, okay. Coming into the wedding, pushing a lady in a wheelchair, yeah. running her off the stage, just like letting go at some point so she crashes yeah. uh, and says "bye, mom," uh, and then. Yeah. He's just, like just kidding, sweetie, that's not my mom. You know that. And then it's kind of like not addressed what's happening yeah. with her on I'm the pretty, side.
0: I'm I'm pretty down with all the like incidental acts of cruelty <laughs> toward like extras, basically. It's just, like kinda people are just kinda like constantly sort of like violently accosting like extras in the movie <laughs> in a way that like there's never any repercussions and it gives it yeah. like a cartoonish quality, a loony, like yeah. kind of loony violence that
1: Harmony said that this guy's just pursuing pleasure. And and so sometimes that means he's doing good stuff. And sometimes that means he's doing bad stuff. But he's doing whatever makes him feel good in that moment.
0: He's chaotic neutral.
1: Yeah. (laughs) But maybe sometimes a little evil. But we don't think about it. (laughs) None of the evil has much weight. Right. The second thing about the wedding is that the character of the groom, his character name is Groom Limpdick. Which I just think is funny.
0: <laughs> that is funny. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> they kind of they kind of tease yeah. this guy. For, they call him
0: Lipstick the whole time. Yeah, it's for it's a nice lot of the That's movie, like his name. That's his
1: character name. <laughs> and it's yeah. funny because he like he just looks like a normal guy, you know? Like he's even like a little classically handsome young man, uh, and they just kind of roast him, which I think is so funny. Yeah, great so, character. <laughs> yeah, bless him. <laughs> So, Moondog finds out that his wife is cheating on him with Snoop Dogg mm-hmm. and gets depressed, but then she comes to find him, and we get a beautiful montage of them being in love and getting fucked up.
0: Yeah, I was, I'm i pretty down with, like, how they handled the infidelity aspect. It, like, wasn't – it just didn't seem like a big deal to anyone. Yeah. And I thought that was, like, kind of a cool – I mean, I just it's love the movie. I mean, it's just – it's like another kind of Ruiz poly. sort of vibe. It's like, they, it's like it just kind of, like, bucks the convention of, like, creating conflict. Mm-hmm. It's like, it just sort of, like, pleasantly de-emphasizes the conflict.
1: He seems kind of cool with it as long as she loves him. Yeah. That was like, he just want to make sure that she loves him. And as long as you love me, go ahead and, you know, fuck Snoop Dogg.
0: And there's never really any ambiguity about that, about whether he's loved. Yeah. He's pretty loved.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of queering the narrative of hetero relationships. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and God knows they're right. queering. Yeah. i support that so they do get fucked up and go driving and they do get in a car accident where she dies afterwards (laughs) Mm -hmm. after saying her her final lines her final words to him you're such a fuck up and then instantly dies (laughs) (laughs) and there's a lot of like little funny (laughs) there's a lot of like (laughs) little funny moments in this film probably Mm -hmm. one of the more funny films he's done I think oh uh,
0: yeah I, I guess maybe I guess maybe I agree yeah I guess uh I mean I think Trash Humpers is really funny
1: it is um, funny you don't be doing a lot of ha ha ha's though
0: no no you do some you do some little chuckles,
1: a little couple uh, yeah, chuckles or you just have a smile on
0: Beach Bum is really funny there's the it's like the Martin Lawrence uh, gags are pretty funny mm-hmm. there's a lot of really funny stuff it's, it's a lot of like silly kind of cartoonishly funny stuff in this movie
1: yeah <laughs> it's funny <laughs> uh I think he was really inspired by Cheech and Chong too he said. Oh yeah, you feel it. <laughs> and he's like, just any moment you can just pop in and you'd be laughing. Something. It's kind of yeah. It's
0: like yeah. It's like you feel that not just in like the stonery nature of the movie, but just in the kind of like the texture of it. Mm-hmm. Kind of like being. It's like the stakes being low and the yeah. kind of like romp, the episodic like romps.
1: And he's just drinking in the world and pissing it out, like we said. And same happens with his wife's death. Like, kind of, he doesn't even seem that sad about it. Um, it doesn't seem we sad. just kind of move on, <laughs> even though we have just like gone over this whole thing where they're so in love yeah, and he's like so distressed that she might be cheating on him and, you know, oh, it turns out we have the power of love, et cetera. And then she dies and he's like, well, I'm going to take her boots and hit the road.
0: <laughs> even the extent to which it is sad feels a little bit like artificial or something. Yeah. It feels like I'm, I'm like curious to see the, ver- the version of the movie where he's even less sad, where it's almost like the stuff where it's like. <laughs> Like, I love the idea of Moondog as, like, kind of a static character where he's just, like, sort of behaving, you know, in this, like, kind of transcendental, like, cosmic way and, like, doing the stuff. Almost like a superhero or something. Yeah. And then he's he's sort of just, like, unaffected and, like, open. Yeah. And, like, having fun all the time no matter what.
1: That pretty much almost is how he is.
0: Yeah, it almost is. And and then there's, like – but then it's, like, the f- cloying, like, symphonic score.
1: <laughs> like, occasionally <laughs> he just tries
0: to – insipidly like tell us what that it's like "Mm, no this is sad
1: (laughs) he gets sad about the about the snoop Dogg thing yeah and then when else is he sad the end of the movie or no i don't think he's sad at the
0: end i think he's not the very end
1: prior to the end when is he sad again there's another point isn't there (sighs) i don't know maybe we'll get there later He's sad only one or two times in the film there's no way to tell (laughs) (laughs) who can say there's no way to tell i'm not reading all my notes to get there (laughs) no no way (laughs) So the whole thing becomes he needs to write a novel uh, or else he won't get any money, any of the riches that his wife had or the house or the cars or anything Mm -hmm. till he writes this novel, um, which he does not want to do and also due to due to the accident and then what he does after the accident which is grab all the homeless people he can find and go destroy the mansion <laughs>
0: yeah
1: um and get arrested he gets sentenced to a year in rehab where he meets zach efron right zach efron one of my favorite parts of the movie he does a fine
0: job in this movie he's got a, he's He's got an exquisite style.
1: Exquisite. Mm, chef's kiss. Um, his facial hair, I mean...
0: Yeah, it's, he's quaffed
1: Allegedly inspired by a panini sandwich, uh, yeah. which I think rocks. That's cool. Yeah, I have not heard
0: that. <laughs> I, I buy it.
1: Yeah, Harmony apparently saw a panini sandwich with those grill marks on the side and goes, that is what I want his facial yeah. hair to look like. And they made it happen. And it's you inspiring. It. Yeah.
0: All the other characters are like other types of sandwiches. <laughs> oh, yeah. I <Ali> is really <laughs> exclusively inspired by cuisine <laughs> he encounters in the world. Most sandwiches, you know, nondescript.
1: Yeah, but a panini. He's got care. A characters. panini.
0: Oh boy! You see a panini over there. <laughs> that's when you—that's when you get some marks.
1: <laughs> if only all men could look like a panini. <laughs> what a different world uh, we'd live yeah. in! <laughs> but in
0: our fucked-up reality, <laughs> men look don't look anything like a panini.
1: <laughs> you could be panini, but you playing. <laughs> yeah, he's got not only the panini head, but he's got jinkos. He's got the big Bluetooth. Basically, everything he says or that happens with his character is so funny i love it he yeah. play he plays creed and <laughs> he says check out this cool christian metal band from albuquerque
0: <laughs> and he's like and he's pretty evil his character is like a little bit evil
1: he's a little bit evil because he's like christian but he says something like well jesus already like died for our sins so we can do whatever kind of <laughs> right yeah that rocks <laughs> <laughs> He kind of he yeah. raises absolute hell. They break out of the rehab together. Crash a wedding, Efron kicks a groom into the ocean. <laughs> Again, just kicking someone into the ocean. They steal a uh, boat. He talks about how he used to light people's houses on fire um, and almost killed some kids. And he's so nonchalant about it.
0: Sorry, hang on just one second. After I have to like, reply to this like,
1: okay. message. Okay. <laughs> Your reply phase is so intense.
0: okay (laughs) all right i'm done
1: (laughs) (laughs) was that real or cartoon
0: (laughs) it was cartoon (laughs) (laughs) i was doing cartoon
1: That was amazing. <laughs> Why aren't you doing more acting? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> People don't. Are you kidding do. A,
0: I do a lot of acting, but I keep getting cut out of everything. That really? I is that true? No, not really.
1: No. <laughs> You've done a small amount of acting at least.
0: I've done a small amount. Yeah. Yeah. I've done a a, min- a minor amount.
1: You pop up every year. I would there. do
0: more. I like to do more acting. Acting yeah? is fun. Yeah.
1: Do it. Okay. we <laughs> will no, do it. <laughs> i'll do it Uh, filmmakers you heard it here first um give harrison a call to be in your filmies
0: here i go (laughs) (laughs) Uh, my acting is about to begin
1: (laughs) oh yeah i support this (laughs) screen vomit backed um (laughs) um i think i do think if i had to pick a uh what were you calling them a cankle (laughs) a rank a a a rankle rankle. (laughs) Yeah, if I had to pick a cankle with this film, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think the first half of the film, uh, up to maybe this point, has a little bit too much montage. Mm, that's interesting.
0: There's yeah, a lot so, of sometimes montages. I, sometimes I felt that I felt a little bit of the artificiality of the montage. Yeah. I, I think I, I think I really maybe felt it most like in the the like Isla Fisher, um, the kind of like love hanging out montage before she dies in the mm-hmm. car crash. I guess I, I guess I I could really f- see the wheels turning or whatever in terms of, like, how they were, like, cross-cutting the different yeah. kind of, like, scenes where their scene work was happening. Mm-hmm. Kind of because a lot of those scenes were just, like, sort of – I felt this – I don't know. I felt a little, like, vacant or something like that. Yeah. Like, it, it didn't seem, like, so profound, their, the fun they were having. Mm-hmm. Just my two cents. Because
1: they're kind of just being normal a lot. They're, like, sitting somewhere and smoking a joint or, like – Yeah, they're
0: sitting and giggling and smoking a joint and, like – Yeah. Yeah.
1: You're like I've been more in love than that,
0: <laughs> yeah. right? It's like the it's like that don't
1: impress me much. <laughs>
0: yeah, they <laughs> couldn't have said it better. It doesn't impress me. <laughs> I do not feel impressed about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, but I think so. The first half of this movie, yeah, there are some things that are impressive to me that we've kind of talked about the way things are shot, etc., the way uh, scene continuity goes. Uh, with their mm-hmm. conversations and stuff, that stuff is impressive to me. But I do think there are too many montages. It kind of it feels like nothing a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. But I think the second yeah. half of the movie is so much stronger that it kind of I don't know makes up for it. It makes me like the movie again. You know what I mean?
0: Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, what's your favorite part of the movie?
1: There's a couple parts that I really like. I really, Well, I really like everything that happens with Zac Efron's character, I just said. I really <laughs> like his character so funny. Mm-hmm. Everything he says yeah. is really funny. Uh-huh. Martin Lawrence's part, which is next in the movie, yeah. also really funny. So it's like all these really solid parts happen. Like, yeah, totally. You know, right in a row. I mean, pretty much, like, here on out. You're all in
0: from here on out. I love
1: the movie, yeah. Like You're so, vibing, yeah. So much okay. great stuff happens, and there's so much yeah. less montages, and there's more adventures. Yeah, totally. Just in general. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. So, Martin Lawrence. Uh, he, great. Yeah, amazing, so funny. He hadn't acted in five years before this. He was a get for this movie.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I feel like he's... I Yeah, I don't know what's been going on with him, really, in his, in his life. I feel like he... I love Blue Streak. I'm a big fan of Blue Streak. Yeah. So, so it's nice to see Martin Lawrence pop up in this. And <laughs> yeah, I, I I remember finding when I first saw the movie his like episode extremely funny mm-hmm. and um yeah it still hits it's like a it's just frankly a good gag it's a nice loony silly gag yeah
1: yeah it's very silly um he's just a boat captain with a coke addicted parrot his whole thing is he takes people out on rides to go see dolphins mm-hmm. but people are dying <laughs> on his boat rides he walks with a limp because he's got shrapnel lodged in his nutsack, is what he says right. Uh, he's got all these little, like, tiny character <laughs> things about him, which are so gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. He also has, like, this crazy Jeep. And apparently oh, yeah. there's, okay. there's a guy that lives in the Keys a local yokel, I guess some would say, um, who drives a neon Jeep that's covered in coconuts. And everybody knows this guy. He comes around and sells coconut water to everybody. And Harmony tried to get that Jeep, that specific Jeep for this movie. Wow. So the people there would be like, oh, you know, the guy, whatever. But apparently it can only drive half, or it can only drive a a quarter mile. So
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And they had to drive a lot farther. They had to drive a
1: little farther than a quarter mile. Um, So they just had to like make their own thing as a a nod to that guy's jeep but not That's exact.
0: a nice tidbit. Yeah. That's interesting. I never would have known that.
1: Yeah. Well, no, That's nobody would know. But apparently the the actual guy who owned the coconut jeep was mad that they that they didn't get to put his jeep in the movie though. Well, maybe, he's, <laughs> maybe he should have.
0: Fixed his jeep so it could drive more than a quarter of a mile. Seems like he's expecting a lot.
1: Well, you get all excited. You're just some local guy from the Keys, and then somebody says, "I'm gonna make you a star." You know? Um, yeah. They're like, Jonah the Hill your jeep. comes in and goes, your,
0: <laughs> "Your jeep, it works, right? Yeah, we want to use your jeep. Your jeep, which I assume is in working order."
1: Mm, not at all. Turns no, out it doesn't work at all.
0: You can drive it like. For one second, and it breaks down.
1: Yeah, yeah, like literally how long does it take to drive a quarter mile? I, <laughs> I guess
0: it depends on how fast you're going.
1: 20 seconds. <laughs> yeah. So they end up on the boat taken out a family to go see, quote unquote, the dolphins. Mm-hmm. Um, the girl in the family is Harmony's daughter, Lefty, his actual oh. daughter. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay, good to know. That kid makes jewelry now and sells it online. I don't know if that's Let's buy say. some. <laughs> 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 what are we doing we'll here? She <laughs> has an Instagram for it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Shout out to... <laughs> Shout out to Lefty. What's her name? Lefty. Lefty. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hell yeah. So he does jump in the water to swim with the dolphins. However, they're not, in fact, dolphins. They're sharks. And we get a huge CGI shark that bites his ass. (laughs) And it's delicious to see. I love to see that.
0: The audience loves that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. (laughs) It's so surprising. We knew the sharks were under there. I couldn't have anticipated that the shark would come out of the water. (laughs) And all that's happened is that his foot got bit off, and somehow they reclaimed the foot and yeah. him the rest of him
0: and I'm fine with that <laughs> and I'm totally fine, totally fine with that fine.
1: not asking any more questions no I don't need way. to know how him and his severed foot got back on the boat I don't. don't tell us no. we don't want to know I don't want to know I don't need to we're know we're happy no questions <laughs> we're <Yeah>. content <laughs> I feel good about it I move on yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: And, I, and I never think about it again no <laughs> no
1: because everything else that happens is so funny you go mm-hmm. well this led to comedy I'm great with this yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. He says, that dolphin got teeth. (laughs) (laughs) And then Moondog trades Martin Lawrence's own foot for his captain's hat. (laughs) (laughs) An amazing trade. And all this fucked up stuff is happening, but it still stays... Like the vibe stays so chill. Yeah. He had this guy got bit by a shark, um, lost his foot, is maybe dying. We don't know. Um, <laughs> and he's just like, eh, you'll walk funny for a little bit. You'll be normal. Give me your hat. I'll see you later. It's like there's no there's no like chaos feeling about it.
0: Yeah. We don't need to like deal with there being some big conflict about it.
1: No. Yeah. And it's
0: just one of many colors that washes over <laughs> us.
1: People lose feet every day and it's actually not that big a deal.
0: People are constantly losing feet, and we shouldn't even be talking about it.
1: Literally. I'm kind of upset that I even brought it up, to be honest.
0: When a a foot falls off, it's fine.
1: (laughs) It's fine. It happens. It's normal. What, do you think you're the only one whose foot fell off? (laughs)
0: Why are we going on about it?
1: (laughs) Um, So uh, we go back to meet um, Snoop Lingerie (laughs) Mm. and Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett's in the movie, and uh, him and Snoop make a song too called "Moon Fog" uh, mm-hmm. for the film.
0: I like this section of the movie. I like um. I think I think if I had to pick my favorite kind of like little episode, it might have to do with like the Rasta pilot. Yeah, I like that guy a lot and his like glaucoma eyes. Yeah, that is That's pretty funny. Is like a, yeah, yeah.
1: So like the whole thing is he's still he's still hot because he broke out of rehab. Right. So he's a yes, he's right. a wanted man. So for a while they kind of. I don't know, forget that he's a wanted man or they they hatch a scheme that they're going to dress him in woman's clothes and pass him off. Nobody will know it's him, but he actually and, looks like the <laughs> there's
0: never any sense that anyone's really chasing him either. There's never really like, no. a feeling that he that he's no. in any.
1: even even at the point that we see there is an active cop car. Zooming towards their house and the chain has been activated like, yo, on the walkie, like the cops are coming, get out, you know, it's still like a comically long length of time. That they have to, like, get all this weed onto yeah. a van, onto a plane. Um, they're saying goodbyes. Like, all this stuff is happening, and the cops have still not arrived.
0: Yeah, the stakes are low. The stakes are very... <laughs> ch- the stakes are like, low. Even, it's when the, even when the
1: stake is introduced, like, the stake is on its way, it's yeah. still, like, kind of taking its time. <laughs> yeah,
0: no worries. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Love that.
1: Hakuna Matata. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, they do have to make the escape. And yeah, the one guy is a blind pilot, not only 98% blind to both eyes, but he goes, the only way I can fly is if I smoke this gigantic blunt, like amazingly large blunt, um, but also drink mushroom tea and... uh, what else oh do coke <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he's like only when I do these three things the spirit guides me and I can get you to your place safe
0: yeah I love this character <laughs> and it's like conceit I, I was just so down with the vibe of this part it felt really Cheech and Chong-ish to me
1: absolutely yeah mm-hmm. very silly um Silly amounts of like stoner stoner (laughs) stonerdom. Yes. Huge amounts of weed that they're packing for their getaways.
0: Yeah, like a wheelbarrow full of weed.
1: Absolutely. Some would say several wheel wheel (laughs) wheelbarrows. Some might say that. Wheelbarrow (laughs) bit. Why do I struggle? (laughs) Wheelbarrow is it barrow or barrel?
0: (laughs) Uh, barrow, wheelbarrows. Wheelbarrow. Right? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: now I'm confused.
1: Uh, I, oh, I. We're finding I out. I'm high as fuck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're insanely stoned.
1: <laughs> I'm actually. This is a secret. I've never smoked weed in my life.
0: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it really a secret?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> it's not you a secret, a, but it feels like it. I feels like something that you get judged for.
0: You should do a, a super stoned. You should smoke weed for the first time. <laughs> on the air
1: <laughs> i don't think i would ever smoke it. i would consider doing edibles
0: mm. Mm, okay i, I don't, mean edible i mean yeah edibles are maybe even more of an intense experience potentially
1: depending on how it, it. would just be the the actual smoking in the lungs scenario oh, okay. that i don't want to happen okay, gotcha, <laughs> not, yeah, not the gotcha. highness of it has nothing to do with right. why i wouldn't oh want okay to smoke. yeah
0: oh i see i see
1: okay. <laughs> well uh, I don't want to harm my little baby lungs. And that's a very also. I'm allergic to smoke. That's the second thing.
0: Well, <laughs> and you couldn't be more different from the characters in this film that we're talking about.
1: <laughs> they I mean, love it. Apparently, on on set, it. a couple times, um, Snoop switched out their fake prop weed for for Snoop weed. Yeah, and uh, I've tricked, heard about that. Tricked people. Yeah,
0: that sounds. That's a fun situation to be in, in my opinion. That's to me. That's a little bit fun. <laughs> If that happened to me, I'd be like, oh, that's fun.
1: I don't know. I can't decide, like, because you want to say, like, oh, that's fun, that's party, whatever, but, like, mm-hmm. in a way, he's also kind of drugging people against their will. Yeah, for non-consensually. sure. Non consensually. So then you go, <laughs> right.
0: eh. And to me, that's very, it's very fun. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I don't know. I think, I think in real life, I, yeah, I don't know. I think if, I think if it was Snoop Dogg, I think in that kind of situation. You're giving you know, consent,
1: personally. If you're, to you're be shooting up.
0: If you're shooting a movie with Snoop Dogg in it, yeah. and there's like a lot of weed in the movie, it can't be that remote a thought that there's like
1: <laughs> that some of it's going to be real. There's going to be a if, time when I mean, it's real. It's, not,
0: yeah, I think, I, I think on some level, it's like, yeah, you know, there, I think it's a, it's the morality might be like questionable. It might be a little like gray area. Yeah, I think equally gray area with like another kind of like prank, you know, <laughs> but. But I think to some extent, if you like acquiesce to the – yeah, if you're in like a – if you find yourself in that situation and you're not at least a little prepared. I guess
1: also if at least you know that like Matthew McConaughey is a smoker. So like at least you have like that basis too. Yeah, I agree. I think it
0: would be different if if Snoop Dogg like just drugged you, for example, for the first – and you'd like never been I personally have
1: almost been drugged on multiple occasions. Yeah, that seems
0: bad. You don't want to – that doesn't sound good. But, you you know, if you're McConaughey.
1: Yeah, he's probably down. Snoop
0: Snoop Dogg passes you a joint (laughs) (laughs) and it's not prop weed. It's, like, real weed.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And I feel like you'd know the instant it happens, right? Yeah,
0: I think you would. I I think think you would would know know. immediately.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So if you you wanted to not do it, you would – do the tiniest little toke of it and be like this is not correct
0: you'd have a sensation you have an, yeah uh, yeah i think you'd i think you'd be able to discern
1: probably the whole smell of the air i imagine is entirely different
0: i've I've used prop weed in a movie before and we used a demiana i think yeah which is like some other like herb that doesn't have any like psychoactive effect mm-hmm. yeah it has a different scent
1: weed's a pretty particular smell
0: yeah i mean you have to imagine snoop Dogg's weed like in particular oh, yeah. is like a stinky ass strain <laughs> I mean, uh, stanky,
1: some would say. And,
0: yeah, stanky. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they talked about the crew on a couple occasions being like, kind of fucked out of their minds just from like being in the room with what was going yeah. on, because <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> there was so much happening. <laughs> <That> sounds fun. <laughs> <laughs> You're mad that you weren't hired.
0: <laughs> yeah, it just sounds like a fun situation.
1: <laughs> so they fly to Key West and he gets back on his little houseboat. Uh, Snoop gave him some money to get back to his life. He's back in hog heaven, raised in hell. But he does finish his book, which he calls The Beach Bum. The title Mm -hmm. of the movie.
0: Crazy coincidence.
1: Yeah. It's so random.
0: (laughs) I can't believe that they they nailed that. Yeah. So funny. uh,
1: (laughs) They predicted the name of the book. (laughs) (laughs) And it's flying off the shelves. He's a genius. He's getting a Pulitzer, etc. They talk about how uh, Harmony has talked about how his talent is sort of counterproductive to his lifestyle. He's talented, but like he's not tortured by his talent. Like he doesn't have this like drive to release his creativity he's yeah it's more like a hassle to him it's a burden that he's talented yeah
0: he's focused on just like having fun and hanging out
1: yeah that's all he wants to do is have fun and hang out but he has this amazing talent so then what do you do you just have to
0: there's often he to shit something out and then let it win a bunch of awards (laughs) make you rich
1: yeah and do you think that's kind of like uh autobiographical (laughs) to to harmony maybe
0: you know i don't really know enough about him like and i think he's like he's so sort of um like, uh, I think intentionally, like, obscure in his, like, personal life. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's hard it's hard to for me to really have a beat on, like, to what extent. You know, he's, like, tongue-in-cheek or whatever whenever he, like, you know, whenever he's, like, revealing or something mm-hmm. about his, his life. So, I don't know.
1: I'm not sure. It's hard to say, but seems like it could be true. It could be. Yeah. I mean, he does live this, like, off-the-grid sort of wild lifestyle and he lives in miami specifically so that Mm -hmm. people won't know who he is and he can be more free and raise hell Mm -hmm. (laughs) etc skateboards around town lives next to a movie theater that he can just go in and watch whatever he wants that sounds fun i read an article by a dude who was like i was trying to interview him and he made me go in his movie theater and watch sinbad stand-up comedy special (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's really funny (laughs) Yeah, that actually rocks. And he said there was, like, a loose box of enchiladas on his porch. <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah, there's a guy who leaves me enchiladas. <laughs> like, that's kind of, like, the life. <laughs> he's like, do you like enchiladas? I have some. And just picks up a box off the porch and goes here. <laughs> so, you know, that's, the like, kind of the lifestyle he's living down there. And he only puts out a movie, like, once every once in a while. Not very often. I mean, I wonder
0: how, I wonder how easy it is for him to, like, get a movie financed.
1: Hmm. I don't know. That's interesting. Pro- know. Probably easier since like Spring Breakers was such a hit, but then I don't know because this was such a yeah, flop, right? So I don't know either. Hard to say. How's he make? I know like once or twice a year he does like an ad for something, and that's kind of how he lives. He does like I a feel commercial.
0: Like he's a- isn't, he, isn't he like a painter also? He does more a lot along. of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like he's just like a more holistically an artist. In yeah, kind of more ways than just film. So it's like I think he's. Totally. Yeah, I think he's just kind of like a, a a guy who's really kind of just artistic in a bunch of ways.
1: For sure. That's cool. I was listening to an interview with him earlier where he was talking about that, like how he makes all these different types of art, or he's taking photos, he's making films, he's painting, he's doing whatever, but it all comes from the same juice for him. It all feels Oh yeah. like the same juice.
0: Yeah, people say that it's like a, just multiple kind of like rivers flowing from the same source or whatever. Yeah,
1: that's kind of yeah, cool. I feel
0: like art- artists talk about that kind of thing yeah I've heard that
1: do you do stuff besides make films like artistically um you said you have a guitar do you play rock
0: at times I've been like a musician and I've been like kind of making music and at times I'll I mean I'll kind of be like artistic like in whatever like form I can you know I'll write or something like that yeah um but I th- but I've always been pretty like all in as a filmmaker in terms of my like in terms of like the craft of filmmaking or something. It's yeah. like it's definitely always been my That's the main my, squeeze. Like, that's my that's my main
1: squeeze. Yeah. Okay. Um so he publishes his book. He's gonna be huge. Um he gets all this money, he asks for it <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all in cash to come on a yacht. Basically lights the yacht on fire and explodes yeah. the yacht with all his I money love on this. it. Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm down with that choice. Yeah, (laughs) I I think it's a little like, uh, I I think it's a little goofy that it like cuts to him as a younger man. And he's like, it's poetry. Yeah. I don't need that. I I know it's poetry. (laughs) You don't got to tell me that.
1: Yeah. Uh, And he escapes on a tiny little boat with his kitty while fireworks are going off. The yachts exploded. They exploded a real yacht for this. Cool. And he floats off into the sunset. And that's kind of Mm -hmm. the end of the movie. Did we miss anything? I don't know. I
0: mean... I don't think so. Was, we kinda I,
1: never talk about like him being followed by the cops ever again. Once the book comes out, cop things over. That's the
0: thing. It's like I don't feel like the cop I don't feel like the cops are really <laughs> onto him ever. It's yeah. like he just kind of go- he gets sent to rehab and then he just like bounces. No one seems to mind
1: yeah. at all. <laughs> I even
0: feel like the cops that are like showing yeah, I feel like the cops that are you know, that we see later are like they're after Snoop Dogg, right? They're after like the weed operation.
1: Yeah. yeah. It
0: feels like. So it's just like you know, you get you know, through dialogue we like kind of get these little glimpses that he's like hot yeah but he's not hot nobody cares yeah (laughs) it's fine
1: did we hit all your bones what were the other bones you had
0: no those are. i think we just hit all my bones it's 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 just it's like my my uh my bumps are just always stuff where it's like where it's about trying to to like fit the movie into like a traditional narrative shape Mm -hmm. when it just doesn't want to be one it wants to be more of like a a free-flowing experience yeah so it's like i just kind of i feel like all that any time there's like that sensation of Almost like narrative Like structural um, Artificiality It just It just makes me Wince a little bit Yeah Makes you puke It makes me just Fucking throw up
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah So you felt like There were times When Harmony was being Disingenuous to his true self Yeah I don't know That it's
0: Harmony's fault Honestly Yeah, it's like, It's like I can just imagine it Being like some kind Of producer thing or something. Not that I know who the producers are of this movie, really. Mm-hmm. But it's like I don't know. I can just imagine that there's like you know who knows. Maybe they like test screen the movie and like a general audience is there's just other
1: like hands a, at play
0: having a lot of trouble like um like following the film or like mm-hmm. understanding or you know whatever like like finding the characters unsympathetic or something you know. And then mm-hmm. it's like oh well the and it's like shit. We gotta we gotta do all these changes in the edit to like make the you know to make things more quote-unquote clear yeah or like more you know or but and to me that stuff it rankled me i'm just
1: like i don't just know rankled up. Like that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> so,
0: so you know but other than that it's like i love the spirit of the movie i love mm-hmm. the feel of the movie i love like the I love a lot, of, a lot of the performances in the movie mm-hmm. the aesthetic of the movie and the rhythm hell yeah so i think uh, it's a cool movie
1: what would you give this movie out of five
0: i'm gonna say four four and a half basically
1: hell yeah I also gave this a four.
0: Cool. Okay, I think it's right pretty on. good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My wrinkles are small. Yeah. Uh, small wrinkles with the film, um, but yeah, in general, I think it's a it's good. It's funny, and uh, yeah, chill film.
0: That's the way that I feel too. I feel like if, if you had asked me after I first saw the movie in, in the theater in an inebriated state, I would have been like
1: five stars. Yeah.
0: And that, and now watching it again, you know, more sober minded. Yeah, yeah. I'd give it a I give it a cool four, four and a half.
1: Yeah, I it's think just, also watching it on things. a big screen helps. I liked Uh, it better the second time, I think. Yeah. I found it more funny. Yeah, and it's It's, beautiful. It's beautiful. Now it's time for Screen Vomit. Uh, All right, so that wraps up this movie, but then I have a little, another little thing. Oh, yeah? Called Screen Vomit After Dark. So, in that part of the pod, we talk about what else we've been watching lately. So what have you been watching lately?
0: That's interesting. I've been watching like you know, I've been watching like like the, the movies that are out. It's like I watched um <laughs> that Reuben Oslin movie. Uh-huh. I watched oh, yeah. uh whatever it's called. I watched Tar, which I thought was so awesome. I love Tar.
1: Did you like Triangle of Sadness?
0: Uh, yeah, I really did. I thought oh, it was yeah. very funny.
1: I love I Ruben really, Oslin. Uh, it's probably my least favorite Ruben Oslin, but that being said, I still think it's a five-star movie.
0: <laughs> I haven't seen his, like, early movies. Oh, you, you got to watch everything.
1: Race? Yeah, he's. I think huh, he's my okay, favorite cool. filmmaker, like, to, wow, to be honest. Okay,
0: yeah. I, I totally will. That's, that's,
1: Involuntary is amazing. The Square, yeah. um, Force Majeure. They're, the Square I love. They're all so good. Oh, yeah, I love Force Majeure. Yeah. So you have seen. Yeah. I, f- <laughs> I forgot about Force Be for Sure. Watch Involuntary, yeah. though. That's really good, too. Yeah, I haven't seen that yeah. one. Okay. He has good yeah, shorts, I, too. I mean,
0: interesting. You've seen the shorts, too? Mm-hmm. Um, did you see Tar?
1: No. Not yet.
0: Tar is cool. Yeah. Tar is really cool. Cool. Tar is interesting. Tar's up, up <laughs> to some cool stuff.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: and other than that, I feel like I've just been watching, um, like, prestige TV, sort of. It's like yeah. I, my girlfriend and I watched uh, The Staircase, that, like, HBO mm-hmm. thing, which, you know, which I, was... I feel like whenever I'm not watching, like, a prestige TV show, I've got a little bit of a hunger to, to just be, like, chewing on one or whatever. To be watching one. So it's, like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, like, we're watching that show Mare of Easttown, which mm-hmm. is, like, I never watched that when it came out. Felt like everyone was watching that show, like, a year and a half or two yeah, years ago. For sure. to- I never watched totally it. Totally missed that wave.
1: I don't really yeah. watch a lot of TV. I'm just watching yeah, shorts for... and features. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, Holy that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I watched uh, this movie, the uh, uh, called Watcher, this like Sundance movie from a, a year ago. Mm. That it's like a horror film, which I thought was pretty fun um, and cool. Yeah, gen- generally just kind of like enjoyably like like cruising and watching like w- like whatever flits across my damn screen in a way that I, <laughs> I have no control over what i watch
1: your body just following the movie yeah. yeah yeah it's exposing itself to you i'm like passively and kind of like tied way. to a
0: chair it's like
1: just, Hell yeah. yeah um well i have a couple i've been watching too can i say mm, yeah of course okay i watched john in the hole recently have you heard of this it did no, festivals I like is. a year ago. Michael C. Hall's in it. It's about a kid who traps his family in an underground bunker um, and just kind of like lives his best kid life outside wow. <laughs> while his family is trapped. And he like has to bring them food and shit. <laughs> oh, that's fun. It's very like chill vibe movie. Like it's like slow paced mm. and everything. But uh, mm-hmm. I I liked it. I watched a, a longer short called Here We Have Idaho by Matt Baratz. Huh. Uh, okay. I had seen that before, but I watched it again. I forgot how damn funny it is. It's really funny. <laughs> Are you familiar with Matt Barats at all? He's a comedian. No, really. He's in a couple indies. Um, he's in that movie Inspector Ike. That's been. Oh, around. yeah. Have you seen that? I haven't
0: seen Inspector Ike. No, okay. I, I really want to see it. Oh, you really got to watch. It's so, funny. Yeah. it's so funny. Um, and it's so funny. And
1: he's the main guy in that movie. But oh, here we have Idaho. Guy. He made himself. And okay. uh, it's just like him going back to visit his family in his hometown in Idaho. And. But he's just so funny. So I recommend that. I rewatched the movie Beautiful Losers, which is a documentary that Harmony Korine is mm. in uh, about like the DIY scene in the mid 90s in New York. Oh, interesting. It's one of my favorite documentaries. I'm not really a huge documentary guy, but I just really love this uh, one. Uh, Mike okay. Mills is in it. Ed Templeton. Like a lot of just people who are like really cool and huge now. But this is all like when they were all together in the same like DIY scene. Yeah. Uh. And it's just great. It's called Beautiful Losers. Um, That's cool. I haven't seen that one either. I think the poster kind of like looks corny, and I didn't watch it for a long time because the poster is like a butterfly, and it just looks. I think it looks kind of dumb. Um, but the movie, the movie's really cool. I like that. And then one more I watched recently, Broker, uh, which is a Hirokazu Kore-eda film, uh, and I just did oh, one of his cool. movies. I just did Shoplifters for the pod too. Broker's doing festivals right now, and. I saw it at a fest, and it's just so good. I was ugly crying in the yeah. theater. Um, it's yeah. amazing. I want to watch all his movies. They're so good. Yeah, he's <laughs> fucking awesome. Hell yeah. It's great. Genius. <laughs> now we just got to do plugs, and then we can close out. So tell me what you got to plug. Oh, my God.
0: I don't know what I have to
1: plug. Uh, what you got going on where can people find your shit where can people find you if they want to look at you more Uh,
0: okay yeah okay alright like I have a bunch of movies that I've made you can check them out on the internet if you google my damn name Harrison Atkins that's my name that's me that's my name I've got another I've got some other shit coming out I've got a short that I just made really come out yeah yeah. and I I actually love the short that I just made Um, and I have like a (laughs) Let's see there's like uh I guess you can you can try to find me on Instagram or whatever
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, if you wanna if you want to be in touch or, or something like that um, <laughs> if you want to be hired
1: to um, be an actor
0: <laughs> yeah if, if you're a if you're a director please hire me as an actor I will do my performance oh yeah for you. <laughs>
1: Your special performance.
0: <laughs> I will do my special. I will give you my special People can't treat. see,
1: but Harrison's rubbing his hands together aggressively.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Ready to do a sneaky uh, performance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll be very
0: sneaky for you if you if you like. <laughs> um, and um, and oh, I mean, I'm making a I'm making a big feature. I'm trying to make this big feature.
1: Really?
0: Uh, so yeah, I'm trying to get the money to do it. Hell so, yeah! But it's gonna be that's gonna be insanely sick.
1: Oh hell yeah! It's
0: gonna be nuts. That weekend, so. So send me, send me your, your, uh, your energy, your healing forces yeah, for yeah. listening to this.
1: <laughs> and your money. <laughs>
0: yeah. And hell, and hell, throw me a, throw me a couple, uh, what are those, what are those, uh, what, what's an old timey word for dollars? <laughs>
1: uh, like, I don't
0: it's know. It's like backs, something it's backs. Like gre-
1: green backs?
0: Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I don't
1: know. That sounds like a slur though, doesn't it? <laughs>
0: Maybe. <laughs> all right, never mind.
1: <laughs> Maybe it's fine. <laughs> Send I don't know. me the money. <laughs> Throw him some coin Show me the money. Yeah. All right. Toss me. All the that corn. shit rocks. I can't wait to see your new movies. <laughs> I'm so excited. Thank you. Hell yeah. Thanks a
0: lot. Appreciate it.
1: <laughs> and um, yeah, thanks for coming on the pod.
0: Thanks for having me on. It was very fun. Nice to nice to talk.
1: Hell yeah. Um, all right. We'll see everybody else next time. Bye. 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 <laughs>
0: Alright, yeah. I'm gonna put this I guess here.
1: Yeah, put it somewhere where you won't touch it. Like that. It, um, or bang it.
0: I might I mean I hope I don't bang it. Okay.
1: If there's an occasional okay. bang, we can work around that, but a constant okay. bang
0: we <laughs> should It should not just be like constantly. There's no
1: coming back from that.
0: Hitting it, <laughs> knocking it around. Okay. Yeah. I'll try not to.
1: <laughs> but no promises.
0: I can't promise I'm not gonna just bang it the whole time. <laughs> Sorry.
1: Well we always I have can't the Zoom. Quite.
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> I well, record the be, Zoom too, so I'm gonna be knocking around on here too.
1: <laughs> Knock around all of it, <laughs> sabotage the pod? <laughs> Hell yeah. No,
0: I think it'd be good for the pod.
1: Yeah? Add some character? Yeah. <laughs> some uh yeah, some It gives drops. pod like
0: a, yeah, it gives it a patina. Hell yeah. <laughs> it gives it like an aura. Yeah, it feel, yeah, more like a house. A little groove
1: to garage. it. Garage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's a swing. I feel,
1: that. I feel that. It
0: gives a little rhythm.
1: <laughs> I love to rock out to some pods, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, I love to just chill, throw on a pod, invite some people over and dance. Yeah,
1: hell yeah. Get some groove in the patoot. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs>